Hello and welcome to Dicebreak, as a TTRPG podcast and stream with mostly accurate rules and inconsistent character voices. I'm Alex, your host, and with me are Rowan, my wonderful players. How's everybody doing today? I didn't say Jim because it's not a session of of D and D today. It's a talking session. It's really it's weird doing that without talking. actually being able to hear the uh, intro. Sorry. Happy um, holly ding dongs, everyone. Hear my own music. Happy <laughs> holidays. Happy holidays. <clears throat> um, it has been a hell of a year. Oh, oh my, I'm making noise with my phones. How dare I? My phones. Unprofessional. I know. Um, I'm going to put some D&D background music on for myself because that needs to be done. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yes, it's been a hell of a year. Um, and this is just going to be a, a thing where we talk. Well, what will happen is we'll pretend that we're starting to talk about our things for the whole year, get completely distracted, and three hours later be like, what did we talk about? But that seems to be the standard format of these, uh, and that is fine. But I do first have to make a little bit of a decision, uh, which I need all of you guys to help me with, as to what snack I'm going to eat. Oh, um, we well, never well, the that. Did we ever change the title, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah, I changed it. Oh, cool. Um, uh, it was just after you did it, but that's fine. So I need a bit of help. Do I have a Terry Shuckle Orange... Or mm -hmm. a Terry Shuckle Orange, or do I have a Terry Shuckle Orange? Do I have a Terry Shuckle Orange, or a Terry Shuckle Orange, or do I have a Terry Shuckle Orange, or do I have a Terry Shuckle Orange, or possibly some after eights that are orange flavored? I say you have a single Terry Shuckle Orange, or if Rowan can correctly tell us the old catchphrase, or possibly still the catchphrase of Terry Shuckle Orange from when they've been eaten on the show before. <laughs> yeah. You Aren't you glad we didn't say bananas? <laughs> what? Aren't you glad we didn't say banana? Okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. thank you. <laughs> oh, that would be a killer catchphrase. <laughs> no, it's don't tap it, whack it. Come on, get with yeah. it, obviously. It's not I, tap it, whack it. We don't it's have them over here, and I've never it's actually like seen long. them while I was over there. Um, also, also, whilst I'm I want to show off the axe properly. Yes, Cam was very impressed with it. Sarah bought me an axe um, for the podcast listeners. It's like a like a hand axe for Christmas. It's proper. That's that's metal. It's I don't know how sharp it is. It's very sharp is the answer, and I don't want to test it because I will hurt myself. But look at those designs. So yes, yeah, so I know it's. You can consider Alex armed and dangerous. dangerous. How heavy is it? Do you know? Quite. I don't know how heavy it is. I can tell you that the balancing point is about there-ish. So it's like a proper heavy metal. Um, I'm not very good at weights. I'd say... I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say a number, then I'm like, actually, I, I, I'm really bad with it. I don't know. Probably about as heavy as a, a, a big bag of sugar. So, so what you're saying is you're prepared for the inevitable apocalypse where you have to fight for your life. Yes, what I can say is, in D&D, when, you know, you have your ranger swinging around it, so I'm trying to do this class, but um, when you have your ranger swinging around the racks, I can tell you, their forearms must be fucking huge. <laughs> because this thing is insanely heavy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm, put it back mm -hmm. on my shelf. I just looked down at OBS and see the Santa's on Mark. And then whilst I'm showing and telling, because it's the actual channel for it, I have a couple sets of dice that I wanted to show off. Ooh, I see what Because I got them. And then we'll get into the... Alex can stop talking. We can talk about the, the rest of the year. The first one, uh, my dad got me. And it's almost impossible to read, but it's a great Oh, set. yeah. They're very pretty, but reading them is... Uh... 
Mm-hmm. Come on, focus on it. There you go. Oh, that is very pretty. That's very pretty. You can just about oh. tell that that says probably that says 12. 12. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I thought that 15. was a. I thought that was a 15. four. Yeah, it's 12. Yeah, they're so hard to read, but goddamn, are they pretty? <laughs> and the second set, um, Sarah got me, which I think you'll like a lot more. Um, Rowan. They're the liquid core dice. So once it focuses, if I can get it to focus. There you go. If yes. I shake that up, you get a lovely, like, sparkly. It's really hard to tell on stream, but effectively there's liquid in the middle with glitter in it. Mm. And when I shake it, they all spin It's a soft center. Very nice. You're telling, yeah, you're telling us you've got to shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> exactly. Which has added up my, my dice number to, I believe... 440 something. That's still so Jeez, funny dude. that you keep like a fucking count of them. Well, I, I did it initially because I was like, oh, it'll be, it'll be just kind of fun to know. But now it's like, I have to keep up the knowledge because, like, at this point, it'll be someone might ask you one day. 445. Anyway. Why do you have an odd number? Um, because they're not all like seven sets. There's extras and different things. Um,. <laughs> Yes, DBD and D, and the year that we've had, how freaking wild is that? What have oh, we done? Yeah. We've ended C2, we've started C3, started Taris, had multiple, um, um, what are they called? One shots, yeah, uh, which of course Joe has done. Did you join this year or last year, Joe? Uh, well, I was thinking about that earlier, and I, I wanted to say that it was this year, but that seems, year? That seems no. too recent. So it must have been last year. It was last year because he joined halfway through um, C2. I think, well, just I think before I, halfway. I think I joined very shortly before Christmas last year. I thought oh, you joined well, in like September. Although, thinking about maybe. it, my book is not useful because it doesn't have any dates. It just has a number of the session. <laughs> I could probably find out. I didn't look that up because where would I? But um, yeah, what a wild year. And what wild news that we might have somebody else joining us we will have somebody game. else joining us well we're going to have a guest appearance yes um, at least at in least. the next session and then see how that goes and yeah they might they might get here and decide that they hate us there's a good chance um, yeah. understandable <clears throat> but it, it comes alongside it's a bit of a weird and uh, i'm going to use a hell of a word here a tumultuous time whoa <laughs> big so, word someone Someone got their English language GCSE yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> Somebody so, got theirs um, a lot more than 10 years ago. <laughs> Simon, as you know, is already off um, dealing with some of uh, his own shears. Um, I don't know when he'll be back, but obviously he has plans to be so. Purdy is going to be taking a bit of an extended break just to deal with some of her own stuff. Uh, she will be around on the 14th, which will be the next C3 session, um, because it's a, it's a quest based on... Uh, her character, Elsie, and uh, not Elsie, Elsie's Spoilers. character, Neva. Uh, no, you already know it's a quest based on Neva. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yes, they, they do. The the people listening. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. If they listened to the end of the last session, it was when you guys were talking about getting an airship and going up into the sky to do research on an animal. Anyway. Oh, no, oh, that's 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 true. I'm sorry, Joe, was I there for that? Joe, uh, you, were, you actually <laughs> joined two years ago around Christmas. Oh really? Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's December December twenty twenty. Wow. Well, well, well. Freaking heck. C two was a long campaign. Anyway. Damn guys. Um, I, I probably should have known that. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 well, well. It's um, okay. Etch took really good notes. 
unlike Maisie. That is, um, that is excellent note-taking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, we'll have uh, somebody new, um, Purdy and Sam stepping away for a not uh, post time. Hopefully they'll, they'll all collect metaphor and have far too large of a group um, by D&D. &D. Uh, but it brings into question, or should I say it brings uh, up whether you have any questions about things. I know, Rowan, you've got many conversations that you want to have about C3, but just generally what people want to talk about. Bring bring conversational topics to the table. How do we feel about one D&D so far? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a different discussion. Oh. <clears throat> different discussion. Yes. I will ask you instead something else on a related note. How do we feel about finally having a confirmation of the release of Baldur's Gate 3. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's August, nice, I believe. There is a lot to do. Yeah, because you guys have played the, uh, the hell out of, like, whatever yeah. is available, but that's only, yeah. like, a, a small portion of the final game, right? Yeah, we've done... It's, like, the starting... What I would assume to be, like, a sixth, maybe less. The first and chapter. it's a huge game. So the first chapter we played four maybe five times through because they have added things i have played a lot on my own as well i have 103 hours in the game i don't have i don't have steam open oh. but i probably have about 50. um have you played it mark i played borders get a bit to start with but like most of these things i don't have time to play regularly so they were getting way ahead of where yeah. i was so yeah <laughs> um but it is it's a very good game i i mean i'm assuming they've done a ton in the background that hasn't been pre-released um, so I'm excited to certainly hope so. <laughs> we're not here to talk about boulders. We're here, we're here to talk, talk about, about our campaign. Oh, also, um, Rowan's arm. Oh yeah, I this I got this out. during. Oh, um, oh, it's hard to see. Uh, it's soon to be shaded, but yeah, it's not colored yet. There's, there's, there's a big tattoo on Rowan's arm now. Cool. Wow. Yeah. It's, so it's like a constellation style of one of the uh, Elden Ring bosses, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I know my How long did you have to sit for that? Uh, two and a half hours. Wow. Oh, okay. That's that's not... The colors are going to take longer. Yeah, yeah, the colors will take longer. But yes, so you've got a wonderful thing going. I'm going to get a new one in the new year, but it's, mm -hmm. it's not that yet. It's boring. And I can still be buried in a Jewish cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the other heinous crimes that you've done. Uh, speaking of heinous crimes, you haven't uh, given excuses for Purdy's absence because technically she's not on an extended break yet. Oh, I, I can do that. Uh, bear with me one second. Uh, okay. Purdy isn't here because she's pitching... The next Minions movie. Oh, God. <laughs> the, heat mo the most heinous of crimes. You know, people can decide for themselves if that's either a heinous crime, as the word is pronounced, or yes, not. It <laughs> <laughs> no, it's heathenous. It's heathenous for sure. Because guess what? Heathenous. I got English my English, English A-level. Uh, oh! I got my English yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never got that Do you want to remind me how well you did in uh, Design and Tech AS level? Oh, not oh. very well. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, um, yeah, heinous, 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 um things aside, um, what are we talking about? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, do you have any theories on what what the heck is up with uh, um, uh, uh, Cromwell? Yeah, let's let's do some theories. C three theories is, is a good start. Yes, I mean uh, Cromwell. 
obviously, which one's Cromwell? Obviously, Cromwell is desperate for money mm. uh, and mm. comes from the poor part of town. So I'm thinking maybe he owes money to somebody and is uh, very keen to get it back. Either that, or he's got some something going on which he needs to pay for, like the care of somebody or something like that. I but think he's, he's obviously just a spooky uh, little guy. He's a spooky little guy as well. Uh, obviously, he uh, brought up uh, in a fairly tough neighbourhood, so his uh, attitude to sort of uh, life and so on is fairly yeah. Someone dies, they die. They die. It's like that kind of thing. <clears throat> Not quite the strangelings. We get better. How, how about the? Uh, what about the, the? I make people drown <laughs> thing. Oh yes, that's true. Yes, yes, I do like that. <laughs> I think as as a, as a sort of a, a spell, that's a really good spell. I love that. I wonder. I did wonder what would happen. What would uh, what would Cal feel like if you if it was because he can't drown? He'd feel like he's not drowning. good. Exactly. I, I, had, so, I had to think about that a... when it accidentally bounced to Maisie, and I was like, "Oh, that's not nice." <laughs> no, it yeah, would be I, horrible. I think I think you were the first person I actually used it on. Mark. Yeah. Because yeah, like, and, and you yes. you wondered at the time about like how Cal would feel about that, and I know Rowan well, once kid. once you had also had it, uh, you were very like, oh well, I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I yeah, hadn't I hadn't actually like thought about it until that moment. So Cal, I mean, Cal can drown because he he can stay underwater a long time, but not indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. but but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that's a, that is a really good spell. I, I do like it. It's also very. Uh, it's a kind of spell that, like Cal, wouldn't use it because it, he wouldn't want to hurt people like that. He well, kill them, but he wouldn't want to hurt them. The funny thing about that is because it's just a, it's just a reflavored spell. The, the spell yeah. it's reflavored from is uh, Tasha's hideous laughter, where you just compel someone to laugh uncontrollably. Where it is kind of the very opposite of of that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, the classic opposite of laughing, drowning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, I see. I assumed it was some kind of suffocation spell. Just flavored to be like that. Yeah. I think Cromwell is like a weird kind of offspring slash creation of a kraken like thing. Hmm. That's my theory. Why Kraken? The tentacles and the water, like not not just theming, but like obsession. It's like is that because I asked? Is that because I asked about the rain so much? No, I was I was like, okay, first of all, that that was just a Joe thing. I was like, okay, you want to you want to do something in the rain, but then in like the little submarine room in the puzzle thing, you were like staring into the depths of the that room for like way too long <laughs> yeah i was doing that yeah that is true yeah true let's just gotta think about why a weird what little kraken weird little kraken halfling is what, 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 what yeah, yeah. craftling a craft single. <laughs> a craft single. <laughs> no, it's it's a crackling. A crackling. A crackling. Crackling. <laughs> a halfling. That's my early theory. That's my year one theory. Record it, sure. clip it, ship it, and uh, bring it back in. So what you're saying years, is we need to be revealed. 
We need to find an excuse to, to basically throw Cromwell into a pool of water. So I don't... Listen, I don't want to see what happens. Like, this is a mystery that I am happy leaving alone for a while. At least until I can fight it. Imagine, like, mermaids from that film that I can never remember the name of, where they touch water and they suddenly grow a mermaid tail. Yeah. It's called Mermaids, I think. No, it was a, it, it was a TV show where it was, like, H2O or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's... there's what's a film called? I know, what's the film called? There's probably multiple things that have the same, uh, same thing. But I think part of the thing was literally like they just couldn't touch water. Otherwise, yeah. they, they grew mermaid tails for some yeah. reason. <laughs> drinking water count as touching water. Was it, was I don't know. Yeah. It's a 1980s film. You carry on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out. Ten <laughs> uh, I love that. Any theories about Maisie? Well, what are there to theorize? You, you have. You have splash. Told... Splash. You have told me that you're planning on doing a homebrew subclass, and I was very much expecting you to go the salt knife mm -hmm. uh, route because of all the psychic stuff. But our latest piece of information on Maisie is that her power comes from a different world, basically. Uh, so, so in in the, the kind of the mechanics of how we've we've done it previously, it's from a different plane. Um, so I don't know, to be honest. My best guess, thinking of it in terms of the planes, which, now that I'm thinking about it, there are, there's two that are kind of the opposite to each other. There's the plane of this, and this is going back to like original 5e stuff, not whatever the, the kind of the gel equivalent is. <laughs> Is there's the plane of Mechanus, which is the plane of order, which has like the Modrons and stuff, and uh, the opposite to that is uh, the plane of Pandemonium, which has like Slards, but also has um, the Gith, who are mm. psychic space pirates. And I feel like Rowan is the kind of person who would go like, "Oh, power comes from order and and all of that stuff." Let's go against that. But I also feel like you're the kind of person who'd be like, oh, psychic space pirates? That's cool. Well, exactly. <laughs> psychic yeah. space pirates are cool. Uh, would it surprise <laughs> you to know I also don't know what's going on with that? <laughs> that would surprise me, actually. <laughs> that would surprise me. Do you believe them? There were some things I was surprised about and some things I was not surprised about um, <laughs> in that last session, and I will not tell you which bits. <laughs> hmm. So yes, my my original theory back from right when we started was that you were like one person split into two because you were twins. Uh, yeah, I think I've I think I've I think I've put paid to that. <laughs> Apart from the fact that they're not twins, they're not twins. They are twins. They say they're not twins. We don't have any proof of that. <laughs> I mean, technically, you're correct. You don't have proof of them not being twins. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited for when things do are revealed, so that I can be like, See? no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the only two bits of information re that we've got recently about you, your guys's backstories is this: a your thing with being connected to a different worlds somehow through some kind of maybe something about your family, but also that you spent a lot of time growing up with the inventors of the minigun, uh, <laughs> the Blackwoods. I don't think 
Did they invent it? I'm pretty sure Alex, uh, you or, or Alex said that they had invented like turrets and miniguns and shit and mechanical shit. No, I believe. So they're just inventors. Back, right? I said they're inventors and they probably have stuff like that around because they. Yeah, I don't believe there was ever a confirmation of who had invented it. They deal um, with those types of things. Not. <clears throat> possibly not invented. We'll find out then. You'll go uh, there one day and that will just be. They are literally animated miniguns. And then for Cal, uh, I think you're doing what I did last time, and you don't have a big dark secret or anything like that. <laughs> Not really. But I think yeah, it's probably very accurate. He's pretty much an open book. Uh, I'm just, I'm just... I, I feel like Cal is going to have a, a, a similar thing to, um, to, to Alaska Bay, where the kind of the 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 traumatic thing in your life and, and journey is going along with your friends Us, yeah. and doing the adventures <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> we are the trauma <laughs> yeah exactly well, yeah, it's you me, know. me i'm the trauma it's me exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you already you already know that the the uh not trauma but the pressure on him is just, simply because mm. of his family Yes, and I I like that that connection having like a kind of a familial connection with you know someone who we presume could not have had kids as they were a fire spirit thing at the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so he has well, a backstory. I, I think it's so more with of... with the um, fire elementals, um, they the whole like having children thing is like splitting. Kind of, kind of um, mitosis, um, yeah. splitting and just kind of becoming, or have it's, I guess mitosis too, but like a, a part of that person becoming someone else, and they're kind of just sentient flames. So it's a bit weird with age and <coughs> family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, because I've done the uh, had a sort of the uh, deep dark secret backstory a couple of times. This time I thought I'll make it a bit simpler, a bit easier. But I, I also fancy yeah, the idea too. of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you. But, but I, yeah. <laughs> all right, I think you have both just lied to me in some fashion. <laughs> I mean, chances are one person has lied at least at some point during the last conversation. No, there'll be, me. I think there'll be one detail that, that he'll keep hidden from us, and it'll be something like your dad is sick or something. A warlord. No, uh, he's done his dad sick. That was uh, White Bane. A warlord. His dad's actually a warlord. Hey, remember that time when I had to play my dad's dad and yeah. then my dad mm -hmm. had to my dad was glad that his dad being me had died. <laughs> yeah. That was Who fun. What was that? Was that? That, that was, was White Bane. Bane. Oh, that's right. You, well, you played my dad twice. Because yeah. you also played um, Tav's dad. Yes, at the beginning, but I mean, I've played all of... Well, actually, no, I haven't played Commodore's. <laughs> um, but I've played uh, everyone else's. That's true. That's come thinking of you. You've also played... Yes, no, I haven't played, played I Cal's dad as well. I played Cal's dad. Uh, dad. I played Tav's dad. I've had to play all of your characters. I just had to play your dad as well. <laughs> um, I played Mizzy and Mizzy's dad a couple times. Um, but then no, and I the wasn't Mizz. And the mum, yes. I, I wasn't Samir's dad. You were Spoilers. Serious, Dad, I believe. 
in the very first episode of C3, I believe. Awesome. Was it not his dad who, like... That's why I'm saying spoilers. Like, oh, okay. No, it, it was... It, that's not a spoiler, because the name was... I'm just wrong. He was his sort of a mentor, he was, wasn't he? He was the leader of a group. There's a lot of stuff in there that I won't say, because obviously if Simon comes back and the character comes back, I don't want to have given anything mm. away. But uh, it was the leader of like that group, as it would be. Um, but you heard of Samir's dad when Samir mentioned, like, especially in, like, that goodbye note and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's anything uh, you don't know already about uh, Cal. <clears throat> in that case, we are the trauma. And I'm sure that we'll all do our very best to make it a very um, <laughs> interesting and traumatic story for mm -hmm. Cal. I'm enjoying playing Velka, talking of trauma. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's nice to have Etch back again as well. Having Etch in the in in the play, <laughs> I, it's it's things like that. So obviously, when I did the whole, it's going to be a time skip. It's hard to relate two parts of a time skip, but having like the grounding characters, elves who have literally been around in the whole time, I think it really like it meets the two. It's like the old world, the new world. Like talking to Etch, but Etch being a grumpy old man. But still being what's the difference? Nice <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> sort of a grumpy, slightly younger man. <laughs> yes, um, and then obviously being Velka and like a slightly different. Was it, I think it was Purdy saying she prefers this version of Velka. I've been Rosie saying they prefer this version of Velka, like mature but still Velka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Sadistic as fuck. <laughs> it depends what you call uh, sadism. It's, it's more preparation for the real world. Oh, tough love. Yeah, exactly. Just be glad I didn't do it My Hero Academia style, which I'm assuming none of you all have seen. I've seen, I've no, seen My Hero Academia. You have? I've not, I've not seen the last season. I've only yeah. seen the first... I've seen one and a half seasons, and at the beginning when it's like, hey, you're at a, you're at a school, you might literally die on your <laughs> first day. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Good stuff. Yeah, no, I like that. It's an interesting oh, one for cool. me, trying not to rush you guys being at, at school. It's so easy to think, oh, I'll just throw like a huge quest at you. And then, you know, it, 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 it would just feel so out of place for people who are the first year of university, 18 to sort of 20 year range with no knowledge of the world, being like, let's do a huge quest. Like, well, no, because firstly you'd die, um, which would be hilarious, but also, you know, it'd be <laughs> for a campaign. <laughs> but uh, yeah, raining it back. I'm learning to rain it back until the world explodes and you'll have to learn I, real quick. So, you, know. it's, you, you say that, it's reminded me, I still have yet to create a backup character, mm -hmm. which uh, actually I really should do. Oh, I really like my backup character for, for C3. <laughs> I don't have one. I've had a few my, Mine is the one that is a little bit uh, unusual. <laughs> oh, I uh, in terms I of yeah, no, I remember who, who, and or what they are. Um, yeah, I remember, but is is just like a normal class and subclass. Oh, yes. I yeah, messing around with some monsters of the multiverse or. <laughs> I feel Rowan, you'll never be prepared for if that character comes to fruition. I've even got a voice picked out for it already. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <coughs> having heard your Fenoglius voice, I'm scared of 
future voices. <laughs> I was like, it is, it is it is not my Finoglius voice. I don't know if we mentioned on stream. I think we did, but uh, Rowan has banned. So my backup character for ta uh, Taris, Rowan has banned me from doing the voice I want to do, unless Finoglius is either gone or dead. Mm -hmm. Only one <laughs> horrid voice. Yeah, only one unhinged <laughs> voice per campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's what I was going to do. Yes, speaking of unhinged voices, that's right. Yeah, right. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Just have an entire campaign of it. Oh, no. I'm interested to hear terrorist theories, if any of you got them. And if you need a refresher on what's currently happening, because it's been forever, I can help with that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A refresher I mean, couldn't I, hurt. I know pretty much <laughs> what's happening. But I, I One second. Well, we, we know that Oscar is behind everything. Oscar is, yeah. We, we, went, we went down into the... So we, we found the list, uh, looked around, found these marbles, went down into the underground tunnels, searched around those for a while, found some various things that some characters recognized and others didn't. Went into the center, there's all the shadow beings which had previously attacked, but we then fought a shadow being whilst the dude ran through yeah. a mirror. That's right, um, yeah, I remember that. Then continued looking around until we eventually got bored and left and decided that we need to go to a different uh, town to discover the next part of everything. But before that, we did some, like, talk... Well, we kind of rushed through a little bit, but we spoke with um, Cody's character, Celeste. Mm -hmm. Celeste, Celeste's Empress. family. Empress and, Celeste. And she had a horse, and we all got horses. <laughs> and oh, yeah, that's right, that's oh. right, yeah, yeah. I sent a note. You did send a note. So, like, uh, we need to go to the other city and find out what's going on. Um, you guys rushed off to that city because the somebody is um, under threat by the that group, Jen Holmes. Yeah. Jen Holmes, so yeah. She was one of the survivors from Treasure our Hunter. prequel thing, mm -hmm. right? Yep, from and also, also the one that incited <laughs> the whole prequel thing. Which, which I, sh I should point out, I wasn't there for the prequel, mm. so I don't know any of that stuff. Neither was I. Although, although my character was. What's my character called? You Celeste, or something like that. Uh, yes, you Celeste. You Celeste. Whose fate is currently unknown. Exactly. He's dead. Um, <laughs> I believe, uh, uh, even from a meta perspective, the only character from that whose fate is unknown is mine. As I survived and I think had broken no. free of mind control at the end, or hadn't, or you had broken I think it... free of mind control once everybody else had already left and the yes. underground cavern was crumbling. So we don't we don't know if you escaped yeah. or not. Yes, it was me and Simon were playing dwarven brothers who were like bloodthirsty <laughs> hunters of the uh, previous regime, um, but I think. I think, did I actually then have to kill Simon? I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't even remember. You didn't, you didn't kill too bad about doing it. Oh, I mean, I know, I'm just looking up. Yeah. Let me go back to the uh, collections. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. That, that was a, a dex-based paladin rogue uh, class that I'd wanted, or, like, build. I've been wanting to play for ages as, like, a proper, like, Spanish Inquisition style. It was very cool. Thing. It was very, um, very cool. There you go. Who was there? I have a two-part question. Okay, well, yeah, that's right. He's mumbling to himself. So, um, do you have theories you, about? I would say Yusuf Les was a Goliath druid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
you have theories about Donis? Oh, he's like an ancient warrior from some ancient civilization. Yeah, easy, one said and done. They got it, wow. Story's over. I don't know, I, I, I think perhaps he's been cursed. That would that would uh, make some kind of sense. What the unsettling amount of like viscera well, the, the of a blue glue, the blue the blue goo. I mean, and uh, and putting swords out no, and stuff. It's it's the casualness either, of the magic. Exactly. He's either undead or cursed. Um, would it adjust your theories? I think it would to know that you did technically meet Danis in the prequel. It wouldn't adjust my opinion because I wasn't there. Well, Tec you as a group. Technically meet him. So that means that we only kind of met him. Yeah, you, before he was killed. I will he, say, you found by name. an animated... It was uh, by name, actually. It was by name. It was by name. By, na by, by the name of Darnis, or, yes. or whatever his original name is. Darnis. You found a journal on the upper floor of the, like, little... Um, cathedral tower that that thing was like <clears throat> cocooned in mm -hmm. um the book said it was said it belonged to donis um it was, oh, like, it was laying like, on top like, one of the dead bodies that looked a little fresher than the other ones yeah. by by a sword mm -hmm. yep <laughs> yeah so he's like an ancient warrior guy <laughs> <laughs> Undead. He's definitely undead. <clears throat> Have you seen him? <laughs> what about Nailed Karak? it. Nailed it. Make a new character. What about <laughs> Karak, who his name is not Karak? <clears throat> I already have a backup. Yes. You mean Rajak? You mean Rajak, whose name is not Karak? Or Rajak, whose name is not Rajak? Yeah. Well, something like that, yeah. Just yeah, at some point, that. you're going to have to tell me which, like, where what your real name is. <laughs> for whatever reason, and I'm just gonna keep forgetting it and keep calling you Rujek. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that's very similar to Rowan had a nickname in mind for Sihareth, and mm -hmm. you all chose Ray, and mm -hmm. that's just what it became. <laughs> um, I think that Carrick, I'm, I'm gonna go with Carrick is the classic. Uh, have, uh, have you seen Spider Man um, into the the Spider-Verse, the, yes, the one that yes. focused on Miles Morales. I think that you are essentially playing Nick Cage's Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not far off. I'm thinking, and this is mostly riffing off the top of my head, but I'm thinking all of the like focus on being a good person spawns from having been a bad person and making a lot of uh, 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 atonement in his own mind. I think I think he did something bad. <clears throat> in the past. I just, my favorite part of the whole series right now is how you're all just essentially playing some kind of cop slash bounty hunter. <laughs> yes. Well, this isn't either of those things. Kind of a bounty hunter. <laughs> well, I know that uh, Karak is keeping a very close eye on uh, on Dennis. Although he's pretty convinced at the moment, he's pretty convinced he's not outright evil, but he doesn't trust him as a surprise. And mind you, they, they don't think Carrot trusts anybody, so that's probably all right. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be surprising? Would it be surprising to imagine that everybody keeps a close eye on Dennis no matter where he goes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard not to. Particularly <laughs> 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 Yeah, is that, is that a walking corpse? 
Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. I look forward to the new city and interactions with NPCs. I look forward to the new city as well. Very much. I think, I think we are a pretty unhinged group. Yep. I don't know why you'd say that. I, I think uh, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate in in the least. <laughs> that's because you're unhinged. Um, and I'm just I think in the small city, it was like okay, that's just a weird group. But in in a bigger, sorry, the small town, in a bigger city type area, the reactions I think are going to be a bit more. What is going on? There's just dude cracks on his face looking mostly dead there's a fairy with some weird accent that's just insufferable i, I mean uh, i'm i i, I don't think I, I would look that out of place in in most in most cities um, no <laughs> I, he he looked most out of place in um little ashbourne because mm. it's like yeah. most it's mostly human uh population there but but cities are are going to be very diverse Rajek will probably fit in. Um, mm. Obviously, we won't find out about Celeste uh, yet, and whatever the new character joining the, the campaign will be. Um, oh, can we have any clues to the new new person? Yeah. Uh, how about instead of clues to the character, <clears throat> is it going to be is it going to be someone that like in place of someone that we would have already met? No. Completely new addition. Nice. Yeah, they they have fun plans. I'll, I'll give you give you all the same little peek that I gave Alex um, when we hopped in the call. They chose to dump Constitution. Uh, <laughs> I think they currently yeah. have fifteen HP. <laughs> all right. I feel like that TikTok I sent you, Ryan, of that person saying, "Yeah, dump Constitution. Who needs it? If you get hit, then you're doing it wrong. Just, just run in. No fear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hit points for losers." See, I have only I, ever I, 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 HP. <laughs> I have never dumped Khan. Cromwell has a zero in Khan rather yeah. than. A minus one but there are there are reasons for that so i i always try and bump khan whenever i can because it's it's just... one of the reasons i do i just started and agreed with us all doing point by as character creation which i know there's constant like constant controversy um controversy. as to whether you should be you know uh roll three drop four uh, point by all of that kind of stuff, but it means that it is it is easier to have like a balance of of, of stats, obviously. But then you can't really dump as as easy because I feel like it gets very tempting to just sort of like dump a stat because you really want to boost another, but then not quite think about the fact that you've just put a four into Constitution and you are just going to die immediately. Yeah, it's it's where the limit is, isn't it? Because like. <laughs> I I can definitely see the appeal of rolling for stats, like uh, and two two good examples of the kind of the pros and the cons for it come from critical role, where in first campaign I think Grog had an intelligence of like six, so yeah. all of his intelligence rolls sucked, but that was super in keeping with his character. Mm -hmm. I think Lorna has a similar thing where her strength is like a minus three modifier. Uh, but that's super in keeping, again, because she's, like, a stick-thin corpse woman. But 
the for me i would always ideally want some kind want some kind of trade off of that i'd hate to have like a six in one stat and then not roll anything higher than like a 13 mm. um yeah but then you're leaning or having to kind of contend with <laughs> what does everyone else at the table have because if you have a, a table where everyone rolls really badly except one person and their stats are insane is that going to impact on the fun? And like 100%, it will work for some tables and, and some people. Uh, it's just I've always I've always personally leaned yeah. towards start it the same for everyone and then people can do what they want from there. I'll let you, you get... know because the other campaign that I'm starting this month, um, a, a home game with, with Eric and Liz is, is uh, rolled, rolled for stats. And at, most of us have pretty good stats because... I think we rolled four, three times and kept the best out of them or something like that. But I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing, doing a stat method where your, your chance to roll higher stats higher, I also like if everyone's doing that because yeah. it frees up more opportunities to take feats under the current system because yeah. you're not having to spend as many on increasing your stats. Yeah, I, mean, I, that's, I, I think that's a good point because I, I find it difficult to balance. If you end up with something very low, it's very tempting to use those level bumps to just put a couple of extra points into a yeah. into a stat and then make it, rather than using feats. I mean, feats can be great fun. Oh, I love I love the fact that some of the feats are just some of them are just like don't clip that, don't clip that. <laughs> loves feats. But some of them are just great great flavoring of the character. They're just stupid little things. They're great fun. Yes, I I'm not to steer the conversation to one D and D too much, but there is definitely like it's very clear that they are trying to change the overall balance of feats. Where, for example, if you are a fighter using a glaive or, or like a halberd or something, to be an effective fighter, really. And, and if you cared about like your damage numbers and stuff, which as a fighter is probably the thing that you care most about, mm -hmm. you kind of had to take uh, all master, which meant either you had to take a specific race so that you could get the feet at first level, or you had to give up, you know, increasing your stats. And, you know, maybe you don't want to be a dumb, dumb fighter man. Maybe you want to be quite smart and tactical where well, you've got to wait on that. If you also want the thing that, would contribute towards it. Um, so I think change, changing all that stuff, as well as giving a free feat at first level that is level appropriate, is a good solution to that. Mm -hmm. I agree. <clears throat> For the Lost Prince, our C1, as it would be. Yes. We did roll. We did roll stats. I think, I think we think, rolled, yeah. I think mm -hmm. I gave you one free 18 and then rolled the rest, because... What inevitably happens anyway is when you roll stats, whether you're doing roll four, drop one, or just roll threes or whatever, is you keep rolling until you get a nice set of stats, at which point you will always have, well, unless you've got someone who's mean and says you're going to do it a certain number of times, you'll always have an 18 anyway. So I think I gave you all <laughs> one think, free 18. I think you just let us roll until we found a, a set, like, like. set that, yeah, set we like. Maybe I gave you I, a free 18. I don't remember. But back I, in, yeah, back in was 19, before I realized point by was a thing. <laughs> I was going to say, back in the 1980 times when I was playing D&D &D back then, 
and that's what we used to do but of course no computer so it's like I, i've still got somewhere actually sheets of paper where you just roll six stats and just write down sets of six and just keep going again 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 and you do have pages for them until you found a set where you actually got numbers which are reasonable and that's yeah. how also in those at that point this is um not the current system so you you roll if you're on an 18 you then roll a, a d100 to see how good an 18 it was and, uh, <laughs> yeah if you had a, a, the, the absolute max 1800 and that gave you plus five or something uh <clears throat> and 18 on its own gave you plus, i can't remember the detail now but you could get the higher the percentile on top of the 18 the better the stack and that's how i ended up with my character tintala who was a female she was a magic user thief what was she a magic user thief something else rogue or something uh magic user thief something magic user thief something it was because remember there were all the classes are different then as well but it was something like three classes because her stats were so she ended up with three 18s out of the six and the other two were the other three were not bad and the, out of the three 18s one was a zero zero one was a 90 something one was an 80 something so she had these incredible stats absolutely amazing stats and then i played the character for about a year or so and she got killed and the body got taken away by a giant wasp so i had to reincarnate and it came back <laughs> with much 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 worse stats that's what you're really very stats. Yeah. i was going to say something I quite like the idea. While I'm, Alex is trying to remember of, of of two of a one of two different one shots, one where the rolled stats are sixty twenties in a row. That's it, and you yeah. just you end up playing some weird, crazy weird combination. Like you know, you just make the best of it, and it's like a you know, it's just a bit of a wacky one shot. And then there was uh, one that I like. I, I would love to give credit for the idea, but I can't remember where I saw it. It was a while ago now, but it kind of helped me on the idea I had for the, uh, what do we call it? The temporary adventure two. Uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. The, the one way, the one way you guys came as yourselves to rescue me. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I think the temporary adventure was the one was the Alice in Wonderland one. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what we call it. Anyway, that one. Um, where it was kind of like the the premise was you work out what your stats would be as you a person. You know, if a commoner has a 10 in everything, what are your stats? With a little bit of leeway to like give yourself a point here and there or take away a point here and there based on how you feel, just yeah. so that everyone doesn't end up with 10. And then you are like isekai anime style transported to an anime Dungeons and Dragons world, like f full like massive swords, dragons everywhere, etc. Um, and you get to pick a stat that you get a 30 in. Oh, wow. So that you have that kind of like anime <clears throat> manga Over yeah. overpowered protagonist <laughs> thing. So you you get transported there and suddenly you are, without even trying, the greatest wizard to ever live. But you're also like level one. Uh, or whatever it is uh, or you know you yeah or you might be transported there and you as yourself you are the strongest barbarian on the continent 
level one. <laughs> I mean, I, I already gave these guys, <laughs> I gave these guys an anime fight in Lost yeah, Prince. Yeah, so true. They were teleported or transported. Oh, went, yes. went to a shrine and then with the help of a god were transported up into like <clears throat> a godly plane of some kind or another. And then you all got like 30s, 30s and everything. You were like stupid high stats. We were incredibly powerful. Some incredibly powerful gods. Fighting a demogorgon yeah. and and a demigod? I, I, I No, it was two I know gods. We, I don't remember what stats we, we, Yeah, we, we had to There was a demogorgon. And then another god. Uh, there was a demogorgon as well, a gorgon as well, yeah. But the... But we, um, I mean, that's why we would call ourselves the god killers. Yes, but the, uh, effectively the fight was the same as a standard fight because it was extremely powerful against extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a lot, it's a hell of a lot more fun when you guys were able to roll and get like a forty-three on your attack and then do three hundred <laughs> damage or something stupid because it, it just the high numbers make you it feel was very much funny. Better. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I thought we were the not demons of Dwalin, not the not the god demons killers. Dwalin, yes. we, we were as well. That was like, that was earlier. That we were demons. Of we are known we by that. many names. Yeah, <laughs> the, whole, the whole bit was fun. The in that amphitheater thing, weren't we? The, uh, that's when you got captured. Where Bamut yeah. soloed one of the things while you got the rest of you guys caught <laughs> yeah. up one. Trolls? I think it was Yeah, trolls. yeah. I will, I will say I, I miss playing a Tortle. I, play, I played yeah. a Tortle only there ever very infrequently. And I just, I just I miss Bamut. And this Bamut was brilliant. I had. I'm gonna see if I can find the character sheet that I had for for an idea. Forge has added a spiky shell. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like it all that much. I feel like it looks really disproportionate. I know it. It works for what Bamut was, although Bamut was worse disproportionate. I was gonna say going back a step whilst you look for that character sheet. Point by is so much easier. For the DM, I don't care if there's a whole yes. argument. So the DM should be able to balance no matter what the party is. That's bollocks. Everyone <laughs> being on an average level with different spread out stats means make it a fight. Because I've done it both ways. Lost Prince, God making fights are so much harder when you have people who are powerful, people not powerful. I can't imagine if you had two really powerful and three really unpowerful in one fight. How do you balance that? Like you, yeah, you just yeah. can't. Demogorgon and three orcs. And we got. I found. I found it. So um, this this is on my my old like app from before I was making stuff in D and D Beyond where it's like mm. oh, I don't even I don't even know where where I got this from but it, it yeah. was great I used it for ages and ages so this was a character called Chucky Ducky uh, <laughs> oh, who was a who was a total and um, he is a multi class of three classes he's warlock ranger rogue oh my god. So it was two in Warlock, six in Ranger, and then the rest would be going up in Rogue. Um, because it meant it was it was proper like op, like it's optimized to shit, like <laughs> yeah. um so the whole thing was that it was not long after the Swarmkeeper Ranger had been um had been re like released. And so the thing was that he had like a pet hummingbird that was given to him by someone who would like help look after him as a kid who turned out to be like an archfey or, or something. And that, and he, so he was a hex blade of her without even like realizing it's just, he was just like, Oh, she taught me some magic without realizing that, you know, that's what it was. So it meant that he was able to use like charisma as his main stat for attacking. Uh, and then, 
Right, yeah, so with Ranger had gotten their like optional class features, which made it way better. But it was that his uh, hummingbird, like a large hummingbird as a pair, be able to use that with like find familiar and stuff. But also it was the swarm, so it would split up into like 60 hmm. hummingbirds and attack people. <laughs> <laughs> and so that would be like part of the weapon attack and also like Eldritch Blast and stuff. Uh, but he he had like a stupid sudden sudden voice and was very dumb and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at Bamut's stats and yeah, the stats are crazy. Um, twenty higher stats for sure. Twenty strength, twelve dex, eighteen constitution, minus one intelligence. Uh, twelve wisdom <laughs> and ten charisma. But yeah, uh, he, he was originally a, a fighter, but with the with that um one shot return made him into a into the dragon keeper ranger because it was just kind of it kind of made sense the whole um so i don't know how much obviously joe you you, you have listened to that but bamu had a supposed pseudo dragon ziffin um who i believe i bought a plush for it's, I, I can't tell if, it, if he's chilling in the background or not because of yes. the blur um but a, a pseudo dragon and eh. I loved like the the moment oh, I, I don't know where it was that that sort of like realization in your eyes it was like oh Wait, shit he's, he's Ziffin growing might, Ziffin might be an actual <laughs> dragon <laughs> this might not be a pseudo dragon yeah what was and then of course coming back for that that one shot where it was like oh Ziffin's freaking huge now it's like yeah he's just a dragon <laughs> yeah he a big boy what was Therabim. Yes, I was trying to remember what uh, Whitebane's familiar was called. Your, Therabim, your... son of Tharagog, the mighty. I love Therabim because... Therabim the 16th. Because, of course, <laughs> it's a familiar who's meant to do everything you say, but it, we played it as a familiar who does not want to be your familiar, but is crystal. there by magical obligation. Yeah, crystal. crystal. Do, you remember, do you remember the original Tharagog? My original yes. familiar. A little... A little, um, uh, a little uh, Died in, like, session Tharag three. Tharagog yeah. the Mighty. Tharagog the Mighty was, was just basically a lizard. Yeah. That was a fun, I guess, NPC to play because it was just like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh god, I don't want to work for you. Why am I doing this? Because obviously, yeah, big demon. Be, yeah. How many times did I have to argue with my own familiar? <laughs> but the original uh, um, character Whitebane was I turned up as, as looking like a uh, sort of rotund elderly sort of uh, uh, stage magician. And the, at the beginning of the story, he, he was finding some of his magic was working. He didn't understand why. But as a stage magician, he uh, called himself White Bane the Magnificent. Yes. And he had Tharagog the Mighty, who was his baby dragon, who was just an ordinary lizard. And then about three episodes in, we came across some scorpions, I think it was. Giant but Tharagog... No, there was something certainly really small. It was something no, some tiny. Yeah, they, they were, oh no, they were like normal Because he, he managed to kill one. It might even have been rats or something. He managed to kill no, one. It was, but it was um scorpions. Which is scorpions. Oh. And then the second one killed Tharagog the Mighty. Which to be fair, you sent him into battle. Oh you yeah, I sent him into battle. He had one hit point, I think he had. Yeah, exactly. I was amazed he got the first one. But then I, I just found another lizard. You searched, I've... you you searched, as you were walking along the road, you were like, oh, I want to just see if I can find one. You rolled really high, and I was like, yeah, you find a lizard. I'm going to be real with you. At that point, that was not planned to be, like, you're familiar, but it worked too perfectly. No, no, exactly. I, I went to, to, when I went found to... a second uh... lizard, which was actually technically the same as the first lizard, and yeah. then have it talk to you. Remember, you, were, you, you had white I men remember... in bed, 
and then there's a voice, and you're like, where the hell is that voice coming from? Paragog's <laughs> just like, hey, oh, it's me. <laughs> what? I found my original. So I found my original idea for Barty on this app. I did not realize that was still on her. I've got all sorts of weird stuff on him. Oh, sorry, I still believe Theragog oh. the Mighty deceased. <laughs> he had two hit points, and I'm plus of ten. So we got on that conversation because I said that the new new uh, player character that would be joining us has nine constitution. Yes. Yeah. I told you, we're going to deviate wildly I know, from that's why I've been holding on, um, trying to get us back, trying to get us back, uh, or at least remembering where we were. Um, but yeah, it, they're, they're going to be a fun addition. They're very different to what you guys got going on right now. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm excited for, for a difference. Hopefully it all works. I mean, I'm trusting we'll get along fine. I'd be surprised yeah. if you didn't. And if they've uh, done Constitution, they're easy to get rid of if we don't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like with Joe, where you all pretend to like him, but then you all just like talk shit behind his back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why none of us could remember that I've been around for two years now. <laughs> yeah, just, we're trying desperately to not remember well, that, any of it. That would make sense. Uh, Do, are there any um, theories on the the paper with the weird like runic circle on it that has like transparency um, that you found? Absolutely in that not. I'm assuming yeah. it's like part of a, a larger ritual piece, um, like old old magic, or well, I guess it was with the people who were like trying to bring back old magic or something. But there's not really enough context. It's just yes, yeah, not enough clues yet to there's theorize. There's also the there's also the small piece of sword, wasn't there? Yeah, the blade found yeah. in... So that's the shard of the family sword. Mm -hmm. So there's something going on with that as well, which is a bit odd. Yeah. So there's something, there's obviously something historical. The area's got this ancient cathedral and there used to be a city here. So there's some, and it's gone, and then there's strange characters and, I mean, and I'm, hidden I'm assuming Something related, nasty happened in the area. I'm assuming it's related to the prequel, <laughs> just because otherwise that wouldn't have been, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember the things from the prequel because I watched it. Around <coughs> For reference, you freed you are... an old man. Yes. With lots of shadowy tentacles. Yes. I need to. I need to Maybe uh, he to was this. some kind of Kraken progeny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly something. I will say that happened um, like on the opposite side of the continent from where you are. So? No, just. <laughs> putting that in the perspective. Still think it's related. Yeah. I mean, it'd be weird for a prequel to not be related in any way, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking. So, about how related. sorry, is, is that is that your revelation, Alex? Is that the prequel has something to do with the main campaign? <laughs> that that, <laughs> that, that, that right. I was thinking, how related was the prequel that I did when I introduced, when we introduced Tav, Tav and Barty? No, wait. Oh, yes. That wasn't really <clears throat> party. That was the new character. That was Tav and Ray. Are you no. forgetting yes. about no. Rick yes. Astley or whatever I called that motherfucker? Yeah, yeah. It was Tav and Oh, yes. No, no. That... Wrong again. Tav and Unit. Yeah. Yes. No. Not Unit. Felix. Yes. No. Felix. It, it was, was Felix. Felix, yeah. Felix. It was Tav and Felix. Because Felix was a sniper on the roof. Um, because I was thinking, how related was that? But then that was when you had all those like exploding. Um, yes, that's, that's that where we first came across that uh, explosive stuff. Yeah, which, which right. came up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was <sighs> that? I remember being blown through a wall. Yeah, 
That I can't was... remember what I called that that character. That was fun though. I can't remember either. Roger. It was Roger Miller. Oh, uh, Roger Miller. Yes, yeah. thank you. Because I wanted him to just be dad. like a, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> An Australian dad. <laughs> was it you using? You were doing psychic damage instead of like throwing knives or something, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. So it was. He was a soul knife. Rogue. Psychic baseballs. Yeah, but it was. It was. So the soul knife. You just in to go by the flavor that they give you is you basically summon psychic knives and you can then stab or throw them or whatever. But I reflavored it to basically be like vicious mockery, um, where I would tell a dad joke with <laughs> cause psychic damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, that was very good. And I think I even had to use the teleport feature of it once. That was just like, oh, he just wriggles out of his grasp. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> were you there when Taff was doing dad jokes? He was trying to, uh, he, he came across the idea that humor was something you should learn. And he was trying really hard to do, to do humor very badly. Because I, I had a whole sheet full of dad jokes, which I had mm. open on my other screen, and every now and again, when the when the when the uh, opportunity didn't arise, yes. I'd throw it in and just. <laughs> and the moment seemed wrong. <laughs> when the moment seemed absolutely wrong, you suddenly come up with all of these. Uh, I like C two. I like C two a lot. I like. Yeah, the, I, I always end up liking when I look back on the campaigns. The smaller moments, like the, the big moments, are great. <laughs> But it's oh, always yeah. the smaller moments, like Etch and the King becoming friends again. That was a fun little, yeah, little yeah. thing. Or um, the prince showing up at Etch's wedding. Um, I remember... Dudescapades. I remember uh, saying uh, that you, uh, as, as Zegith and um, Elsie, should look into some kind of sex ed and that if you got STDs, then I would heal you. But like, I didn't <laughs> want to know about it or something like that. <laughs> The whole sex <laughs> and uh, Zegith and Elsie awkwardness was just great. And I know like 50% of that was just Purdy not wanting to awkwardly have to roleplay flirtatious <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> so the, next time I'll just, you know. It's a series of books in C1 or C2, you know, The Plant Who Could Talk. The Plant Who Could Talk was, uh, was The Lost Prince. We were trying so, so hard to have it bridge the gap in the C2, though. Like, for the first, like, few <laughs> few sessions, we were like, and there's a book here, <laughs> right? The Plant Who <laughs> Could <laughs> What? <laughs> one of the biggest reasons I didn't is because that's how to kill a joke 101. It's just, you know, it's like with the with the um, Star Wars films, although arguably you can say that it made it more of a joke, but like the last three films just ruined the whole thing. Controversial take. I'm sorry. Anyone who says that, that 7, 8, and 9 are good films can They're fine. just... Rewatch them and then like the, the, the last one is the worst one, but they are sure. fine. Like they're bad, but they're fine. Actually, here we go. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm just gonna say seven was fine. The rest of it was ruined when it was like, here, I've got to hold this dagger in this specific spot. Yeah, that I happen to be standing in this exact yes. like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm all back based on chance. Also, them needing that whatever the object was, they desperately needed one. They found one; it was destroyed, and then they just happened to find another one in a ship. Yeah, like, oh, one of those. Yeah. Oh, one of here. <laughs> last year, this this is tangential. You can cut this out if you want to. This whole Star Wars bit, but I will I will backtrack. Last Jedi, uh, no, uh, Rise of Skywalker, the very last one, is terrible. 
awful, but it is. I really like Last Jedi. I wouldn't say I really liked it, but I think... Blame me if you want. Okay. No, it's all right. It's all, like they're, all, they're all, all entertaining. It, like all of these things, if you're looking into them too closely, no, you, you I, can, I just, you just it starts falling apart. The, the worst... Well, the last one fell apart on its own. It's just like the, the, finding that object. It's like, oh, we've lost that object which we've been finding for half a film. And then Kylo Ren's like, oh, I got one of those. It's like, oh, nice. <laughs> and then they have a dagger, which they first, they happen to be standing in exactly the right place so that to align exactly... Well, not just that. They, ha they happen to fall, fall into a hole. Like, oh, look, there's a dagger. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was... On top of it all, on top of it all, the biggest spoiler, of course, but the, on top of it all, they've been looking for um, Darth Sidious or whatever, Emperor Palpatine for hundreds of years or however long it's been, and he's just in the ship that he crashed in. Yeah. Like, they've well, been looking for him for a long time, and no one thought to look, hmm, I don't know, in the ship he was last seen in. Well, it was... It was screwed from the beginning when, like, the first line of the opening scroll is, somehow, Palpatine returned. <laughs> <laughs> your, your big villain returns off-screen. Not even in, like, a post-credit screen. Off-screen. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, did we mention that the Emperor's back? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay, of course he is. Stupid. Oh. So, D&D, oh, &D, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking, if you want to play a Jedi, all you got to do is play a Cyanite fighter with a um, Sun Sword or whatever they're called. Yeah, basically. And you're a Jedi. Purdy's halfway. Can back. you do the Force Choke? Uh, I mean, you could skin so many different spells to be a equivalent. Yeah. You can do a Force Push. I think they can do the Force Push and the Force Jump thing, mm, like yeah. just straight mechanically. Uh, I don't think they can do a Force Choke. But you could skin like a grapple that way. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that yeah. there'd be multiple things that you could do instead of. Well, the, um... For more discussion <laughs> on how the grappling rules are changing, um, go look Just ask up. us because we're doing it differently. <laughs> the hideous laughter would work almost as a, as a, as a force check. Sort of. Uh, yes, you'd probably want hold person. Uh, although, uh, no, it was whether or not you're talking about killing someone with it, but yeah. Charm, of course, being the old... Um, yes. Yeah. looking for, yeah. Yeah, well, you could just take Magic Initiate and get the friend's cantrip. Yep, that also works. Although a little different, but yes. Um, or, or um, what's it called? Like influence or something. The one where you can, at a certain oh, level... Make a, a group of people for eight hours do whatever you want or something. Oh, uh, mass suggestion, I think. Yes, that's the one, mass suggestion. I thought you were talking about the new influence action from 1D&D. &D, <laughs> which is just make a persuasion check with more steps. Yes. Yeah. I have another, I have another terrorist question for you guys. Okay. Go yeah. for it. Any theories on the mirrors, at least mechanically or, or otherwise? I just assume there's teleportation <coughs> there. I mean, we have no reason to think otherwise well, that it's not just a yeah. connected mirror. It, it's either teleportation. I, I had assumed it was a mirror to a different dimension or a different plane. Possibly. Yeah. It, I it's either, don't... either the same plane or a different plane. Since you wouldn't <laughs> let me go and have a look through it, well, I, we don't know. I don't have any kind of grand theory about it. I do have a question for you about it, though. Sure. Were you expecting slash planning us to go through it? And were you therefore surprised when I said, bury it, bury it now, close it up? Kind <laughs> of, kind of. I, I had thought of which ones of you would be like, absolutely do not even test it. And which ones of you would be like, I gotta know. All right, answer the question. Which ones of us do you think 
would it, like what were your assumptions on that? We can confirm more than I what we were thinking at the time. I yeah. think I think Carrick is too curious for his own good sometimes. Um, I wanted, I really wanted the character to get through. Phenoglius, you were a toss-up because you're really interested in like this ancient oh, magic stuff. You're really interested in this ancient magic stuff, but also really cautious. So I was, I was like, it could be either, and I think you were the linchpin on whether the group would. Donis, I think you would have just. I don't think you gave two shits about it either way. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Donis would have gone through for reasons I would if if yeah. certain things had aligned. Um, that I won't give away for character backstory, backstory stuff, but generally wasn't bothered. I had prepared information for if you did. <laughs> and that that the is I got for if we did was maybe don't do that because you'll all die. Uh, you would not have all died. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> I think the emphasis was wrong there, wasn't it? You would not have all died. <laughs> Do you mean not all of me would have died? Just um, like an arm or something. Depending on what you did, that could have um, changed the campaign a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would. I would. That would have been interesting. I think. I think uh, Carrot would have been keen. To, well, he was keen to go through because. Should have gone He's through just a nosy bugger, really. Is <laughs> it's all right. Government will arrive. They'll dig out, dig it out of the the rubble, and then uh, we can make as many as we want. Possibly. I, I think uh, you're going to be quite enlightened in this next uh, quest. It's going to be torches everywhere. It's just going to be really easy to see. Yeah. 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 The, the the torches and the light that's that's gonna save you yeah can I can I see in the dark I can't remember uh, I I can I have goggles I will tell you the the next quest is called Tale of the Curator oh, oh we're gonna be Tom Baker Tom Baker can I see in the dark was that was that a British moment Rowan yes. Tom Baker is a, like the fourth Doctor Who, and he showed up at the 50th anniversary <laughs> as a guy called the Curator. Oh, it's not the joke I was making. I was going more like um, Night in the Museum Curator. Oh, that's oh, Ben Stiller, yeah, 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 not Tom yeah, Baker. Exactly. Let's do aware, that. I am aware of the difference let's, between let's do, Ben Stiller. Let's I can't do see the inconsistent character voices, and one of us will change our voice to be uh, Tom Baker, and one of us yeah. will change our voice to be Ben Stiller. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will not I... change my voice. <laughs> Someone I else vote, can do it. <laughs> I vote Donis as Ben Stiller and um, Carrick as but, Tom but Baker. But I keep the gravel. Tom Baker. Yeah, yeah. I'm already Geralt of Rivia. Like... <laughs> yeah, he's not a curator of anything. No. He's a curator of fate. That's vague nonsense. And yeah, that is quite vague, yes. <sighs> so, yeah, oh, I know. No. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. um, should there be any more one-shots or, like, three-shots or whatever, yes. like we did over what is apparently the last two years? Um, uh, you know I love a, a twist on a public domain. Are there any that you would like to uh, do? I sent you. I sent you my vote for uh, <clears throat> Doctor, Doctor things Who, to do. <laughs> yes, so, 
you have sent something recently. We, me and Alex were talking about it last I know, night. I need yeah, to have a uh, look through. It, it is a it is a port of five E, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not a port off five E. It's they're using the same kind of ideologies while creating it because the other the way it's compared is there's other one called uh do, do you want to say P what it is yeah so it's it's, it's a pokemon tabletop rpg um but there's oh, another right. one that's really verbose uh <clears throat> like 3.5 um they wanted to make it simpler and more straightforward and combat take less long um so it's they're using the same kind of ideologies of make it simpler um but they're basing it off of that other complex version that exists. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, though. Cool. Um, but, I mean, in terms of, like, doing a and d one-shot or three-shot or something, is there a story or something that you think would be interesting to <sighs> have a, some kind of what, journey said, through just on? You said sort of open uh, or royalty free or whatever. Just Winnie the Pooh. Just, just That's the next uh, world you dive into. Just, just watch the new Winnie the Pooh uh, movie, man. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on watching the horror. But, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, do, I, I will say, uh, there is one that I've got as an idea, but I don't have... Uh, like, I've got the idea for the take on it and the, and the, whatever. It's not incredibly original, but I think it'll be fun. But I don't know how to shorten it down that I have kind of on the back burner. But if, yeah, if there's any, like, stories or anything that you, you, that you like have an a, idea, I'd uh, hear it. A murder mystery like Knives Out would be fun. Mm. I do it's love so Knives Out. Glass Onion is such a good movie. Glass Onion. I was is... thinking actually. I was thinking a murder mystery actually. The other day I was thinking about. I was kicking around the idea of a, of a murder mystery uh, D and D campaign. Mm. Glass Onion yeah. is. I the, they have done such a good job of making the trailer interesting enough that you'll watch it, but then not give away anything about. I the haven't film. seen no. the trailer. <clears throat> Just watch the, the movie. Trailer, it's, oh, it's out. Gave me, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's might have released. Good. It might have released here before it released in the states. It released here on the twenty third. I actually saw it like two months ago at a super early screening. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember you talking about how good it was. Glass Onion. So it's a very, is a very good, good film. film. Glass Onion somehow manages to just be a hundred percent better. Really? Oh, it, it's. So, I was a hundred percent better, but it is as good, if not better. I'd say so much better because, like, it takes the feeling of the first one and then just makes everything more fun. Yeah. And then still if, keep the whole like. If you, you don't like going on the whole time. if you don't like Elon Musk, you'll love this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> without without giving away too much, yeah. That, that's, that's it's on Netflix. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the one we done here? It's honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. I've well, been. Yeah. It, you have seen the first one, right? Yeah, I've seen Knives Out. Yeah. Um, I've been binging a uh, since my uh, since Scarlet and Violet have been obsessed with Pokemon, so I found a Pokemon D and D um, let's play or not let's play but tabletop thing that I've been binging. So I've been immune to every other property that's happening right now. <laughs> I will say just backtrack slightly to the murder mystery D and D thing. Cam did run a D and D murder mystery one shot uh, oh, for yeah. uh, friends this. Halloween just passed, Halloween. so I might see what notes and stuff he's got left over from that. He can run it for us. I mean, I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. If, if he already knows. Yeah. Although I guess you would know some of the twists. Who done it? Whatever. Uh, I would know some of the twists and turns, but that's fine. 
I'm sure he can change them. Yeah, but yeah that'll be fun. Just have him change it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want... So talking of the progression of the air, obviously we're going to be doing C3. I love that. Continuing. Unless, of course, there's a mass uh, mutiny and no one wants it anymore. <laughs> um, Taris, I'm loving. <clears throat> um, yeah. I just hate that there's big gaps between them, but it works for the format that we've got. Um, and I'm loving the one shots. I want to get some more one shots ready and set up. I've told Dad, I've told uh, you to make a one shot because you were interested, and to have one so that at some point we've uh, got one bubbling around the back of my head. Yeah, Joe always seems to have one. <laughs> Every time uh, I'm like, "Hey, do you want to run, run a one shot?" You're like, "Yeah, I got one." <laughs> just, just to gauge uh, interest, more or less goose orgies. Less, uh, less, please. less. Hey. Same less goose Same yeah. number? No, less. Marketing preference? <laughs> that, that, that's such an <laughs> session. Like, compared to how... Like, we're not exactly child-friendly on the average, but, like... It got <laughs> weird. <it's> like... <laughs> yeah. I, I still can't get over the fact that we completely took us so long. Oh, you're so in that, long to you're in that first so room for so so long. Long. It's, because, it's because none of us has oh. at that moment worked out the meme like no. we are aware that you do silly things in the one shots and i love it because it's so different to but the, when that the penny dropped was, was it a meme yeah, or was it just a theme <laughs> it was a theme it's a meme theme the main thing was we hadn't set our brains for look for the stupid so when you say like oh there's two of the peacock it's like oh it's gonna be a complex puzzle and we have to work out which birds and stuff and then it's like it's a partridge and petri yeah I, <laughs> yes that makes a lot more sense i mean you had to basically hit us over the head with the fact there is a pear tree here you know <laughs> a, and you've got a bird shaped coin oh yeah <laughs> uh, i'm sorry we didn't get to fight your grinch dragon <laughs> that's fine yeah. to be honest i i spent that was what was taking me ages to try and balance the encounter for because i was gonna oh, give no. him like spells and shit as well it was an adult green dragon and i was gonna give him like up to fifth level spells or something um but yeah we just wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had time yeah, it would have been, that would be to be fair time. i don't know if we would have had enough time for that fight even if we stayed on pace yeah. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of actually <this> <laughs> the fights that we do i want to and this is a group thing as to whether we care to do so or not in c3 and i don't know whether it's in paris i want to start trying to make the fights less i mean obviously it's the same mechanics but less like mechanics focused in terms of how you explain what you're doing and more um rp focused is a is is an interesting term but like explanations of what you do and how you do it i i the few times that you guys have done that makes it i don't know so much more interesting for me rather than just pacing through a fight which is one of the reasons why i don't do a lot of fights because they kind of just end up being it is a fight we're just doing a fight and it's just kind of happened whereas i'd be more than happy and want to start doing like interesting even to the point where like if you start getting really weird with what you're doing i'd probably go for with rule of call more and more often just because it's fun and it's dnd we make it up anyway um, it's just the hard balance of we want to do a cool thing and then then like you either say there's okay there's an additional skill check or the ac is highly increased and we're like eh, i'll just do a normal thing 
It's yeah. not. It's, I'm not talking more <clears throat> about like I want to stab him specifically in the eye. It's more I'm going to do an attack and it'll look like this or like. And then you could say like, can I fancy foot my, my way around to like here if I do something good? And it'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Or like, like you said before, like, can I pick up a knife from this knife block that would be here? I'm like, I don't see why not. I, you know, I want to start throwing knives from a distance because it's funny or it's fun or whatever. Just sort of like more of that because I think firstly it'll make the fights more interesting because controversial opinion i think fights are boring if you don't uh, expand them out but i know you mean you can, you more, can, more more character sort of like way. i've rolled 26 that's 17 points damage move on so yeah. <clears throat> you're just picking away until the numbers go down to zero and then okay that one's dead so uh, I'm, I'm gonna put in my two cents here and say i love that i love D D combat it's I one do. of my favorite things about D. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I, I, I think I you're the odd one out there. here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. The combat itself is still there. And I like rolling dice. I love the rolling of the dice. I love seeing if you hit. I love not seeing if you hit. It's just the flair around it. The flavor, as we, as we always call it, the mm. skinning on top of it that I think would just sort of like bring things together more. And also I I, guess, help you understand the characters more. So I, th I this is an idea that I have been wondering about recently of things like because so for example usually when i run something i ask people what their like ac is beforehand i've got it on, on a little thing and i say this just hits you and i don't i might not always bother saying i rolled a 27 so does that hit of course yeah because it does um but if, and if someone has shield then they could always say oh you know, how much buy, and then I can say, and then they can get shield, whatever. But I was wondering about the idea of just if you start a fight, just telling people what the AC is straight away, uh, especially if they're higher level and have experience, because then people can just go roll. So I'm going to attack, I hit you twice, and because we trust each other not to be like, oh, you're hitting a lot or whatever, just be like, okay, yeah, knock it off. I, I I like to. Yeah. I mean, it moves along faster. I don't mind the numbers, but I get what you're saying, and I guess it would work with flair more because you could be like, okay, so I know the AC is 15. I know I'm going to be doing two attacks. Yeah. I roll them twice, pre, you know, as it comes up to my uh, my round. So I know that I've got two d20s sitting there. One got me a 17. One got me an 18. I start the round and say, right, I my character's going to swing one sword and you know, hit low, and then a second one comes around and hits high, or comes around and misses high, and they, they, you, know, you can sort of explain it out a bit more. It would make it easier. I think it would make it easier to describe, yeah. and it would flow better. I will say, we, we then wouldn't get the thing of, like, Rowan rolls a 23 to hit, and you go, no, that doesn't hit. And they go, that doesn't hit! Like, yeah. I, th I still think you can do it. I still think you can do it without the numbers. Like, but there I still is a think you can do it with the numbers, just making it like, I'm going to do four attacks this turn, here are my numbers. And, and I can say, and, and it, we kind that, of have Friday yeah. where you can say, I got a 16, 18, 19, and then I say two of those hit, because then you can yeah. go from there. Yeah, that may be better. Because the issue is, if you, it's one thing to know the AC, but if they're using anything else, like they're dodging or they've got a, a, a skill or a spell yeah. they're using, Especially you don't know you've hit, you've got to beat the AC, so you should hit. Yeah. But that might be like, you know, you don't, like you say, that didn't hit. Why didn't it hit? Because yeah. and like, I've got like, like, my helmet of. Not easiness, <laughs> but, I, but I, I would I would be more interested in like talking through your moves more because even if it like makes your it might even mean you only actually hit the thing four times before it dies, but you know it's kind of 
more fun, more cool. And also, this is something Rowan brought up a while back, combo moves. If you can talk through a move with two of you, I would be more than happy to add on a bit of extra. Like, if you were saying, I'm going to use my attack, which, Joe, let's say your character comes after Rowan's, and Rowan's like, okay, I want to launch you in the air so that you can slam down and do extra damage. I'd be like, fine, we'll do your normal damage plus a little bit of extra, well, mm -hmm. maybe a lot of extra damage that would make up for not doing that on Rowan's turn and you get this really epic kind of like combo move that comes across really cool although in campaign three at the moment the fights are going to be more like sort of right oh we're all dead yes so, but... <laughs> that, stuff, that stuff will all that stuff will all come when we have when, more when, than we when... can do <laughs> yeah I hit I know I miss again because I've got like um, a... I think another <laughs> thing that would help that kind of stuff a lot is um, like if we if we go onto a battlefield, just like some even like brief improv um, description of what's on the field, just like prop wise, because then we can mm -hmm. remember that during the combat and take advantage of those things. Then we're not limited to just what's on the character sheet. There's also whatever's on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I, we normally get some sort of feel because I, I, when we have fights, I can normally picture the. That's not because I have a. <laughs> Uh, a tailspire thing. Or yeah, but, but yeah. the tailspire thing is true it, as well. It's usually just like a, a, yeah. a more bare, positional. yeah, yeah. positional yeah. thing. Yeah. More. Well, I, I, I suppose. I suppose. This is, sorry, I've got this to say. I suppose. I suppose from the tailspire or description, it's nothing to stop us saying, "Okay, we're in a back alley. Is there a broken bottle near me, or is the bottle near me up by I can pick up?" He doesn't need to give us all the detail. We you just look at the environment and say, "What would I? What would I normally see?" It like we're in the kitchen or a cooking place. Mm. So perhaps this, we can sort of. Yeah, this isn't me saying. By the way, you'll need to do better. I'm fully ah. including myself in this uh, as a as a as a group conversation. Like I am by no means the best DM in the world that does everything right and therefore wants you to do better. So that's me, right? Um, <laughs> listen, maybe you would have won that battle if you hadn't added a goose orgy into your last one shot. We're just gonna. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was the thing that made me the best. Damn it. I thought, that, I mean, I thought that was my qualifying experience. No. Especially since it's the second time I've ran that tower. When you Google Dungeon Master, you read the wrong description and you've got a little confused about what is needed. That would explain that confusing Amazon kit I, I got sent. Never yeah. mind. Uh, <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> I, I will say, with like Tellspire and Roll20 and stuff, I know that some people will swear, absolutely swear by Theatre of the Mind, and I think there is something to be said for that. Like, that's mm. how I started with DMing and theater of the mind. But oh, since yeah. moving to having something where it's visual and you can spell out, I'm moving here and I'm going here. I just could not go back to fully theater no. of the mind. I just wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to locate anything. It's referential. That's the thing. It's like, I, I, I when, when I make those boards, I don't imagine you guys to be like, really staring at it and everything's perfect. It's more, how far away are you? And where's my yeah. friend standing? It's, there, it's, yeah. much, it's much easier it's to, to picture have the whole 3D. scene, yeah. yeah. It's nice to have it in 3D, but honestly, Roll20 works perfectly fine because, again, it's just... Hence why I use that in the, the, the Red Maze a couple of times. It's like, it's just position. You, you just need to know where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's important with things like range attacks, melee attacks, you, you know, to know roughly... And also things like... It, it reminds you that there's somebody else standing nearby can do a sneak attack. 
<clears throat> that yeah. kind of thing, which you wouldn't necessarily think about. I think they're brilliant. Yeah. I mean, having been brought up without that kind of stuff, we had little little actual plastic figurines and try to make enough space on the table. I mean, I'd still I'd still love to do physical media, like to have an actual set of minis got... that I'd make. I would spend so long doing this. I've still got my um, white main figurine, which I still have. I'm, I still intend to paint at some point if I ever get a chance to set up a painting station. Well, I'm going to be so the the giant shed at the end of my garden. I'm going to hopefully in the early months of the new year turn it into a workable workshop. At which point I might just make more and more things um mm. obviously there's no point in me making miniatures but i still love the idea of making them <laughs> i've made a big castle for what don't know <laughs> but yeah you, you put a small camera over it instead of using d20 yes but then i have to move all the characters for you and um... yeah i don't mind <laughs> <laughs> you don't even roll physical dice so <laughs> <laughs> that is true i do sometimes I got a new dice tray for Christmas. What you need to do is move your damn rolling tower away from the microphone. I'm going to have yes, an please, right please, now. Mark. Oh, please. I put it, it down purpose. Yeah. No, please don't. No, oh, that's cool. It's the Lonely Mountain, and it is cool. I'm going to destroy your dice tower. I was going to say it's terrible. Because Purdy got it as a present for you, but please move it away from your microphone. Like, I, feel like, I feel like you don't understand how loud it is. Well, I don't, because like, I've never heard it. Like, move it. End, it's horrible. Here, I got, if I, here's my dice tower. Move it to, like, Ohio. <laughs> oh, so loud. You see, from my point of view, it's fine. I can't hear anything. Hey, anymore. Mark, do it again. Did you hear it? No, I can't. I think it's filtering it out. I, I can I can still hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do yours. That's good. I think I lose an, a point of IQ every time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not got much to lose. Yeah, he's yeah. not much to get. <laughs> right, so the he's going from dice and see if this is about how far away do you have it? About this far? It's I uh, I don't I tell you what, it's like this. Oh my god! <laughs> what the hell? Okay, Jesus. Except no, it was way it's louder. So than that. much worse, yeah. Mine obviously bends it down. Oh I've Jesus! Is it metal dice that you're rolling in it? No, that, that's oh, just a normal God. dice. It's an ordinary plastic. It's my oh, old 1980s one. God. Oh. Wait, wait. I think I can do an equivalent. Can I turn up my microphone? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, gonna... listeners. <laughs> is that is that bad? Either way, what we're trying to say, please. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for us when you're done. <laughs> I, I have to do this. Hang on, let's just do. Uh... Can't you just move the damn thing? But that's what just... I was having. Oh, right, I'll move it. Hang on. There. How's that? No. Well, it's just as bloody loud. That's not far enough away. Oh, oh. Is it is it safe? Listen, welcome to the chat. We usually don't, don't talk to chat, but this is a talk. Welcome to the chat, bonus milk, amazing. Milk. Um, I know you say the sound doesn't bother you, but we sit here is for four better? hours every week with oh, just yeah. that noise. Over there, over there. 
you know what? I know why it's so loud because you have your microphone far away from you, so you have the sensitivity quite high. Because if I had the microphone this far away, you start to notice the difference between the volume. So you're saying if I play that well, God, <laughs> I heard I'm that my headphones are behind my ears, and I heard that. Group. Oh my god, I'm gonna get my also, early. Also, <laughs> also, uh, also, bonus milk. I, uh, I turn the sound down on the stream, so it's not as bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, you gotta try and cross the room to roll. <laughs> yes, yeah. Go to leave and go somewhere else to roll your dice. I, I okay, make I sure. It, I, I, I have an idea. Hang on. I, I make sure this. it doesn't clip on stream. So. Okay. Hey, okay. Ready? Ready? Your dice. How's that? I mean, it's that. That was still incredibly loud. It's still loud. Okay, what I'm going to do for you, I, I was going to do this for mine anyway. I'm going to get pieces of felt so that it's yeah. all to throw on. I'm going to get, I'm going to get pieces of felt and adjust it. I'm not going to do that. That there. <laughs> it obviously didn't work. <laughs> uh, I I do actually have something for us to uh, discuss related okay. to uh, one uh, related to D and D. Uh, and not quite to one D and D. This is again an adjacent thing, but the future of D and D. So a few weeks ago now, there was an investors call for Wizards of the Coast, who obviously make Magic the Gathering as well, and they were talking about kind of the future of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons in 2023 and beyond. Like and this caused a little bit of uh, controversy, controversy, however it's correctly pronounced. Uh, because some, someone essentially had uh, put, put something on Reddit, on Reddit to say, oh, this thing has happened, and, the, and they said this, and they didn't provide any of the extra context. So if you have heard of this, or you're just hearing about it for the first time, it is not as bad as this initially sounds. But essentially, what they said was, D&D is under-monetized, so we're going to try and monetize it more. Mm, I did now, that. what that sounds like is they're going to try and extract as much money as they can from the players who are already playing the game. And yes, they will try and do that to an extent, I think. I think anyone who says that they're not doing that at all is kidding themselves. Mm. However, the bulk of what they talked about on that call is D&D as the brand. So it's going to be things like more D&D movies, more D&D merch. Um you know, th things like that, that to raise the brand away. Now that TNT is so like mainstream, oh, I guess, like they haven't, it's got a fucking Chris Pine movie. Uh, like they, it's going to be things to make it much more available. Like, you know, you might see a DD t shirt in Primark, for example, rather than only in, I don't know, Hot Topic or whatever the equivalents are. So, but. In, in part of that, obviously, we have the acquisition browsers of the coast of D&D Beyond, and they're creating their own virtual tabletop for it. So what kind of things would you guys, as Dungeon Masters and players, what kind of things would you want to be available to, like, buy? Because well, I'm, I'm thinking, like, cosmetics and, and, and stuff, <laughs> you know, if we were able to import our hero forge or something into it to be able to then layer on top of that like a new coat or something and kind of edit them as we go rather than buying a new one each time yeah. I, for starters I, the, the thing before any of this comes i want them to have redeemable codes 
on physical books that allows you to open yes. them in D&D Beyond, which yes. I appreciate you couldn't do before because they were different medias, but now they own D&D Beyond, there's no reason why they can't do that. Yeah, if you buy the book, you should get it for D- on D&D Beyond yeah, as part just of buying the book. Code. just needs a redeemable yeah. code so that you can have it on both. Um, I, only like, got my, I only got my D&D Beyond subscription recently. Well, I mean, so, so we, never, we, we have have did, my dice I bought in nineteen eighty something. <laughs> Rowan has Rowan has very kindly bought like every single at least yeah. player accessible thing. None of the monsters, but like all of the I races bought, and I the, bought quite a bit of the monsters. Uh, yeah, so so much of that stuff which we content share because we're not going to buy it multiple times unless you know, I just want to. It's very very kind, but um, you know that kind of stuff like it's fine to buy. It. In terms of cosmetics, I mean, I don't really care about t shirts and things like that. I think things that in, things that can marry everything together a bit more easily would be great. For example, D and D Beyond's uh, I'm not D and D Beyond's character sheet is like an eight out of ten, seven out of ten. But being able to see that inside of a TTRPG, you know, like Tailspire, uh, like yeah, 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 sort right, of yeah. like medium or something. Or being able to access it or something, yeah, yeah. Would just be a lot better. Like a lot of mediums for that. Import, like say importing Hero Forge models and like adjustability of stuff like that, whilst in inside of a game or whatever, would be good. Just stuff that like allows you to take all the different pieces and Lego brick them together into one much easier to use, especially with the online. Like we do all of our stuff online. You mm. can do that in the real world. You just buy loads of minis, and I, you buy loads of this. And you buy I do of that. think that they're going to start gearing much more towards online. I think we're going to see a lot of smaller content packages through yeah. D on that are not released on books because they already do that a little bit with the DM mm. skill, which I think Wizard of the Coast runs, uh, even though there's stuff on there that is not for D&D specifically. I think they run that and they take then a, a portion of the proceeds. And if you, I think if you upload something to there, then the rights for it belong to Wizards of the Coast. Feel mm-hmm. free to correct me, anyone, on that if I am wrong. But I think that's how it works. I could, but I think they, I think they'll start doing that on D&D Beyond rather than DM's Guild because it's just more popular. See them doing like a, a monthly <coughs> magic item pack or some mm. shit like that. Mm. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't go into like loot boxes. <laughs> Yeah, well, that yeah, was what we people we were. We don't want microtransactions every time you play or be stupid. Yeah, like yeah. I um, struggle to see how they do loot boxes for this type of thing. Unlockable magic items just have like th- items inside of D and D Beyond that you can add to your repertoire, and you have to pay to randomize what you get. I, I could, I could see a way of doing it. I think the reason that wouldn't happen is mostly because of all the homebrew stuff. But yeah, um, that'd be quite nice as well, they like could, a bit of a. <laughs> extension on homebrew and firstly in dnd beyond they need to fix how you make homebrew stuff oh my god is that system awful it's it's, it's basically atrocious you just go into the coding yeah. of it and it's, yeah, it, it's it's so badly done and it's doable and you can make a load of stuff but i find myself more often than not just not being bothered to make homebrew stuff and just saying reskin or rename what you, you know this other thing that exists because i it takes like to make a character like a monster um stat block it's going to take you if you do it quickly 10 minutes and that just feels a little bit too long for just a quick monster making mm-hmm. i know you can base it off off a thing that already exists and you can sort of start not have to start from zero but even so it just doesn't it doesn't work um and i think homebrew is such a 
huge and I would say essential part of D&D for at least a lot of people. I know some people don't do any homebrew, but such a huge part of D&D feels like it deserves a little bit more love. Uh, also, also there were uh, they've announced what changes they're going to make to the open game license for D and D, and again, loads of people were catastrophizing that they were basically just just going to say no more open game license, and that's not mm. the case. It's essentially they're keeping it the same, except if you use their intellectual property and have profits over like a quarter of a million dollars, or, or I can't remember how much it is, but you know whatever the number is, then you pay royalties to the wizards of the coast. And they've also made it so that people can't use their intellectual property for like NFTs and shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, which makes, it makes sense. To be honest, the thing where like intellectual property and like uh, profits over a certain amount, I'm pretty sure that's just outlining a law that kind of already exists. Unless, well, pe people you know, were, were able to do it without paying royalties. So the, the only people that it is really going to affect are the major publishers like Critical Role or Beetle and Graham and, and stuff like that. But those people are, are let's be honest, the, those major publishers are already working with, with Wizards of the Coast to begin yeah. with. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, it makes you know, sense, I suppose. Yeah, I think if, I think, I think if, if they've put out an open game license and people are making shitloads of profit, I think it's only fair to pay royalties on it. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. I think with how things have been run, which are not perfect, mm. this will most likely just be a positive step. I can't see... I can see how it could be a negative step, but I don't see a universe where this is geared towards something like that because... I mean, it'd be so easy to destroy people's interest. Or at least, actually, no, it wouldn't it would. be. I'm going to rephrase that. You wouldn't destroy people's interest in D&D. You'd just destroy people's interest in Wizard of the Coast. I was going to say, what would happen is to get the game... Because the, when you think about creating a D&D game, okay, we, we use all the Wizard of the Coast books and things. Of course, it's going to be all in one place. But if it was going to cost you £1,000 to buy them, you'd go, well, I know, I, you know, I know roughly how it all works. So I just create my own. Yeah, or just and, and some, Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, or download them or whatever. You, you know, you don't have to use their stuff. So, mm. in, some, in some bright spark somewhere. So I would, yes, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my original four classes of you know, magic user, thief, fighter, blah blah, whatever. And then I'd write that down and put it up there in a PDF and somewhere, some of the bright spark, pick it up and extend it. And before you know it, you've got switches of the mountains <laughs> I was literally about to say switches of the mountains doing the same sort of thing except it's free again so you, I, I was going to say what would happen is the people who already play D&D &D would just stay on 5e forever and yeah. everyone who wants to join would just start Pathfinder instead <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a, the, the the way it works the way the game works and the way that the what they have works it's very difficult to police it in such yeah. a way that you know if you try and if you try and squeeze money out of the small players it won't work they're just you know, and i think they know it. that which is why i think it will be a well i did exactly, exactly and i'm sure they're not stupid also if if somebody was to like heavily homebrew 5e start a show that started making a bunch of money but never said that it's using dnd 5e rules how how do they how do they police that I mean, it's it's a it's plagiarism, isn't it? It's a question of how you prove plagiarism. How how yeah. close does it have to be? Exactly. There are certain rules with music and so on. There are specific rules about how, what counts as plagiarism, what doesn't. But there, but there's so many other systems that share rules, yeah, just like amongst yeah. them. Where where do they draw that line? Like, yeah, yeah. You'd have to be really if you were going to do that. You'd have to be really careful about what you say. But effectively, if you never said 
what the actual name of, if you renamed everything and never said what the actual name of a check is and never said what like stats are being used or real names of spells or monsters you could probably get away with it but at the same time does that actually count as copyright infringement when it's yeah it depends if you were heavily homebrewing something are you then still using that original thing probably yeah. not it, like yeah. at what point does it count um I, just think, I, I think if someone just said never said they were using 5e but then used all the mechanics and the names and stuff it would be fairly easy to police because yeah. you just have to listen for a while somebody somewhere is going to have to judge that then you, you you take it to court and you'd say i say you know, this, this set of rules that this person is using are based on that set of rules and somebody yeah. somewhere is going to have to look at those and say how how close is close you know if well, they're well, exactly the same it's easy if they're all totally different it's easy but when they're like a bit the same it's like well how close can you get without it being well there's an example of this with um you see it a lot with people who make minis on like patreon or whatever and they're you know for people to to print i, I came across it before for like take the beholder right the beholder is an iconic dnd yeah. monster mm. but a floating head with lots of eyes is not a unique idea so yeah, when you have a when you yeah when you have a floating head with lots of eyes and it's called a beholder that is copyright to wizards of the coast and dnd but when it's called an eye tyrant for example that is public domain and anyone can make and use and sell and trade on that yeah. so i think that's yeah. such terms are going to have to change <laughs> yeah. instead of dnd minis it's ttrpg minis and then instead of like beholder like you say it would just be like monster yeah. with a bunch of eyes <laughs> it'd be like you know it's the old thing about like hoover everyone calls a, a vacuum cleaner mm. hoover well, that, that which, which, goes, was a, which was a brand name originally that and... goes even further it's joe you've named i swear it's you that said this before there's a name for it when something goes so far past average use it is no longer copyrightable or yeah intellectual property because uh, it is used in average it there's a name for it like hoover like you say yeah. hoover is no longer hoover cannot claim like any money from people calling something a hoover because it becomes public just by how much it's used like a beholder like it's so commonly used or whatever or just like a term that is so commonly <laughs> used that, you know it no longer counts as copyright anymore yeah I'm still, I was keeping on the chat as well to see that uh, was saying a new DM that also only played once, just jumping in with nothing. And that's that's great, actually. It's good fun when you jump in and have a go mm. at that. I, I mean, I, I, I played on and off for <laughs> years, but in fact, I don't know. In fact, in some ways, it's, it counts against me because all the rules I originally learned, all the stuff I learned way back when, were a lot simpler. There, mm. were there were no you didn't have subclasses there were nowhere near as many classes there were a few but the, the whole system was much 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 simpler so now so now when i mean joe and uh Rowan in particular have and alex as well really have a far clearer understanding of all the character classes and all the subtleties and things whereas i'm like oh you got the fighter types that smack him with a big sword and you've got the magic one to point their finger and then lightning bolt pops out or sets them on fire if i'm lucky and that's so when i come to create new characters it takes me ages you say that 
trying you say to... that I should know more. I have been DMing for this group for three years, and yet I still rely on these two to be my little booklets of telling me what happens. Oh, yeah. I they... All the time, it's, so what's, how does this one work? Because I focus so hard on homebrew and making the world and all the stuff that goes well, into yeah, that yeah, world. Exactly. You're creating, the, like, you're I, creating I know, the outside, but yeah. Exactly. I know the mechanics well enough to work off them but the specifics i had the google or i'm like uh what's the no. spell again i don't know what that one does. Well, like, whenever See, i create a character i start off with like i i, I have to uh, sort of hunt around and like i mean at half the time what are you two will say something rowan and joe will say something i think oh that's interesting. i've never heard of those so i'll go off and look at like, that's interesting i might make one of those and then i'm off on the internet what's a good what's a good set of stats for one of these then and it's like oh, i, I think I think that is what happened with Cal, isn't it? I, ha I had said about how yeah. uh, I think the, the Twilight Cleric is like crazy. And you went, what's Twilight Cleric? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because there are so many classes and subclasses and I don't know any of them. So, uh, and you know, like, I, I suppose, I mean, I've said, I was chatting a little while ago and, with someone and I was saying about the idea about my character and things. And I say, really, the difference between how I create a character and how you create a character, Joe, particularly, I think Rowan as well, is I start off with what's an interesting class uh, or subclass and then try and build the character from there. Whereas you start off with what would be an interesting character? A small furry green I... person who likes to climb trees. So what would be a good class <laughs> for that kind of character? You know what I mean? You do it from the other way around. You, mm. from, I, if I understand it correctly. So that's I, I, that is mainly how I, how I do mine. So for example, Cromwell, I have a concept and I have fit the mechanics to it rather than fitting it to the mechanics mm -hmm. but i do also have a list uh of characters that i've played because i want to play you want or to. i want to play every class at least once before i start repeating them yeah. uh except for like the occasional <laughs> one shot one so the only one that i have left on that is wizard that i've not really played anything of and i i've played a monk in uh like the stuff we did the favel like a couple of one shots that we did and that's that's about it that i've done with monk but once i've done once i've done that i will much more be i will feel much freer to do that and do character only however having played a lot of the classes i do definitely have like favorite classes that i will gravitate towards more like i like this was something that we talk, talked about when we were discussing the changes to the bard in one dnd uh, i love the bard as it is at the moment so almost certainly once i have done a wizard properly i will almost certainly play another bard i've never done a bard that uh, uh, fun. yeah I, I was thinking about it because i was reading uh, something the other day about but and this is something else again you're very good at which i have never really done and i need to get my head around the flavoring, the whole thing about flavoring it, about the, you know, you take what they do and say, yeah, yeah, the effect is that, but the way it's going to look or work is different because I want the character to work like this. So with bards and things, uh, the I, I think of bards, I think, okay, if you're playing a bardic character, they either play they have pipes or they play a, a, a string, a lute or something, and they get the, but this thing I was reading about it was saying, no, it, it's what they're doing is something charismatic and it can be like, Making a speech, telling a joke, anything, something, something I, to do with a voice or something to do with a performance of any kind. Which is... I have an idea for a. Uh, in fact, I think I even, I think I even discussed this once on a D and D talks uh, that Purdy was on because that was when I found out that Purdy hates clowns. If I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> it's, it's an idea for this like bonkers, chaotic, evil clown who is a bard. 
and his spells and like his um his creation <laughs> card uh so the thing in, in even the basic flavor that they give you with creation bard is it's like when you give someone inspiration like a little musical note will pop up and circle around their head and my thinking was you do that and he blows up a balloon animal and it starts floating around them and it on the thing it says that it you know it tinkles with like a, a cheery time and i was thinking it'd be like creepy like abandoned carnival music as it floats <laughs> around their head and stuff like that. can't do that while we're playing with birdie <laughs> Pretty <laughs> will leave. Pretty will stop playing. <laughs> I, I had to decide. So I was saying earlier, I need to create myself a backup character for C three, and uh, I want to try and do more that way than the way I normally do. I don't want to start with the mechanics this time. I've got some some ideas like you, Joe. I'm trying to work my way through. I don't want to play something I played before. So I've done warlock and I've done monk. The monk was great. Flint is the monk. I, that, I had lots and lots of fun with it. Uh, and I've done, uh, I'm now doing Cleric, and I've done a, um, what have I said? Oh, I've done the fighter, I've done the Paladin, the sort of, sort of Paladin fighter style with the um, fighter. Because we've all, we've all, as the four of us, we've all played a fairly decent range of classes and characters now. Do you guys have a, a favourite class to play? Because I, I would say Bard is mine, absolutely. You know, if you asked me two years ago, or even pre-D&D, <clears throat> I would have been like ranger every time not gonna be anything but a ranger but these days i don't know Darnis to go back a step is completely skinned i've renamed all of his spells as well because yes, he's a hex blade right uh yes he is yeah and it is completely reskinned and then so we were going back to like having an idea and then making character sort of underneath it um it kind of wobbled around a bit but like the backstory i guess like the document on Darnis is you know like a huge thing of Edge complexity level. Exactly. And then underneath that is like, oh, it's just the mechanics using this class and subclass because that makes the most sense for it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in terms of favorites, I, don't, I really don't, I I don't really have a favorite class because I'm normally DMPCing and I can just make shit up. <laughs> it's the best thing about being a DM. <laughs> in, in fact, I was going to say it works against, especially with you, Joe, when you're trying to work out like what you're fighting or what it's based on when I've done something and it has happened previously. We're like, oh, they've done this. So it must be this. And like, I just made them do that on the spot because it made sense in the time. Like, there's no way you're going to work it out from that because it's just a thing that I did. <laughs> See, I, was, I was just thinking with all that. I mean, uh, uh, Karak, we talk about Karak in um, in uh, Terrace Tales. Uh, I was just thinking, I can't remember what class he is. He's a rogue. He's a because rogue. because master you're, rogue. Rogue. you're a because mastermind when rogue. I, when I created you, the that only mastermind rogue that's ever existed in D and D. It was, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I had an idea. That one was more like the, the way I'm trying to do it. So I decided what I wanted the character to be like and then tried to find something that fitted the character, which is why I couldn't remember what it was. Whereas Flint um, was a monk because I fancied trying a monk out and then I came up with the idea of a monk and then I went from there to what he was like and where he and the monastery and all this sort of stuff back then. So, uh, Rowan, you're about to see your favourite class. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say I've mostly played martial classes, um, but I'm really fascinated by spellcasting classes, but I keep finding my way back to doing <laughs> martial classes. Um, I I don't really know if I have a favorite. I'm really enjoying being a rogue. I feel like it... I feel like being a rogue, since it's... It, it seems quite limited in, like, its actual palette. It inspires a lot more creativity. That is um, true, of course. 
so I'm enjoying doing that. I'm, I want to, as I get more tools in the tool belt, I'm excited to see what I can cook up with that. Different question then. If you had to pick only one class forever, like you're, we keep playing D and D, but you can only pick one class <clears throat> from now on. Every time you make a character, what would you choose? You me. Oh, yeah, or, I haven't done enough with, to know the answer. I, I is mean, this I, with? Sorry, you can. Sorry, I was going to say I, I like, I like monk, a lot. That was great fun. Because I like the fact that it moves. It's it's a fairly simple one to play as well because it moves fast. There's, there's a lot of. Um, um, it's a little bit of magic, a lot of movement, a lot of things you can do with a monk, which I which I really enjoyed. The magic using classes I enjoy, but I don't know them well enough to uh, know all the spells. So I'm I'm not I'm still learning that. I'm not very good at ma being a, a magic. Player. I was okay with the warlock, but then warlocks use the same spell all the time, mostly. <clears throat> Only if you play a warlock in the way that you use the same spell all the time. Yeah, which is what I did because I didn't know whether I couldn't can, really remember the damn spells. You can play it without Eldritch Blast. The, I, the, I think the thing that changes the the thing that changed the way that I saw Warlocks is I think of Warlocks as a martial class. They're a ranged martial class. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. which is you know you can say the same about yeah. fighters. You just uh, you know you go in and attack, but Warlocks it's just the same. Uh, my answer. I actually have two. I know you said pick one, but it is it is the same reason. Get just one second. Okay, go ahead. So it would be wizard or fighter, and I, I haven't decided which one yet. But it's for the same reason because you you can play one of them in so many different ways. So a fighter, the the, the subclasses for fighter are so varied. Oh, you play your bog standard, and I say bog standard because that's this is just the one that I think of it as champion fighter. You are better at doing fighter things in terms of like the core of I'm rolling and I get crits more often. Or you can play a battle master and you'd be like, right, I am gonna go in and I and you could flavor that to be like a ninja or like a bodyguard. You could play a um Sinite and be a Jedi. You could be um you could even play the the one that that's sheer it's like purple dragon knight or banner mm. or whatever it's called and even then you you have very different things you could go um onto uh cavalier where the flavor of that is that you are a mounted combatant but they actually only have one very minor ability related to being mounted and you could flavor that however, however you wanted um you know with a little bit of dm fear you could have a horse or, or you just have the ability to do like fine steed or whatever because it doesn't make all that much difference like there's so many different ways that you can play a fighter because of the versatility of the subclasses you could play it a different way each time my one of my very first characters i played as an arcane archer which is not a good subclass in terms of like being mechanically powerful but it was so much fun and it lent into the whole uh kind of like robin hoodie thing I, that character was called loxley like robin of loxley um and then after that i multiclassed into rogue but i could have happily kept going as an arcane archer and then the same thing with wizard but so the versatility of wizards comes from the spell list not from the subclasses the sub, a lot of the subclasses for wizard are, are exactly the same with very minor differences but you could play a wizard and take mostly damage spells even as like an illusionist if you wanted to uh you'd be kind of 
handicapping yourself a little bit there because you wouldn't be leaning into your subclass stuff. But you could play a war wizard and take super defensive spells. You could take only utility spells and like fire blast as a cantrip be your only damaging spell. Um, uh, you could be a blade singer and you're in melee all the time and then take only utility spells. You know, it, there's there's so many there's so much versatility in those two classes, and I I think only in those two classes um, that have all that kind of range, whereas mm. the rest are much more specialized in their archetypes or niches, um, flavor kind of aside. But yeah, I, I definitely think it would be one of those two. I don't know which yet. I'll get back to you if I decide on which one. <laughs> I think I'm going with Rogue. <laughs> that's fair uh, for yeah. a lot of the same reason I feel like so like with the one D&D thing where they're separating them out into different kinds of classes I I feel like I'm gravitating towards the expert classes because um, I, I it seems like they're they're just kind of like heavily based on their their skill like expertise and whatnot which I think you can build into a lot of different directions. Um, like, I, I know Wisdom is not a common stat for, for rogues, um, but it's one of the core ones I've, I've built into for Macy. Um, and that was that was just because I, I thought it would be a, a fun, fun little twist on things. But there's also a lot of fun things you can do with the, with the subclasses um, to flavor those things and how they manifest... I, don't know. I, th I think Rogue is the easiest one to to fit to a a backstory that that you can come up with. Um, it it just fits well into <laughs> into the world or into a world. I, I I agree with that. I feel like I, I think the common person is most likely a rogue at at some point. Yeah, I feel like any even even if you think of your your kind of stereotypical backstory of you know, my parents were murdered and then a wizard took me in and stuff. That person could still easily be a rogue. Mm -hmm. You just might go arcane trickster instead of thief, you know. I I definitely agree with you on being able to fit it to a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I, I think... I think that's as, the biggest thing a, for me as well as, as a player is being able to come up with a story and then fit the mechanics to the story of that person. I think as a base class as well, forgetting subclass stuff... I think it is one of the better classes to play and more fun because there is so much that you can do. And it's worth noting as well, I think, that all of these answers would change depending on the type of game that you were playing. If we were playing a super combat heavy game, someone might go, Paladin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but if you were playing a, like a very political game, Rogue straight away might be it. Um, or Bard. So... Or bad, yeah. Sure on the... yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't know what I, I. I feel like I can't answer this question as well because I hardly ever play PCs. <laughs> Dunnis is the first like <laughs> PC PC in forever because, well, I at all really because we've been doing my campaigns for with one shot mostly, <laughs> but my campaigns for three years. Before that, we did one for yours, Dan, but like that was before we really knew anything about D and D. Yeah. Um. So Dallas is the first like character character that isn't just someone that's going to be thrown away and forgotten about, <laughs> you know. But then yeah, it, yeah. it gives me more versatility to just skin a character really fun, like 
in, in a fun way, or at least just make an intro. I like Dum Dum. I love Dum Dum as a character. Dum Dum. Yeah. Dum Dum. But like, it, it's a. Uh, I probably I'd probably go Fighter. I think at the end of the day, just because I, I think probably because I don't get to do it as often. I think I mean, fighters are fighters are easier in many ways. I mean, even with Dennis, I've kind of just a kind of a fighter, just not as. I really like, like warlocks mechanically. Just, yeah, like they they have a lot of, with the invocations, especially they have a lot of fun mm. fun stuff. The customizability of a warlock is absolutely one of his standout features. Like, yeah. no, the chances of playing two warlocks exactly the same are so small. Yeah, well, I mean, just look at the ones that we've had in in. Yeah. The various things we've done, ranging from White Bane to Dunnis to Ray, you know, Ray exactly. Which I yeah. feel like we like, forget that Ray is a warlock a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, a lot of people if they hadn't ever that's, been. That's because we mostly player. remember her as a dirty traitor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just Bartlett, people, I think. I think a lot of people who were listen, <laughs> if they listened to C two and didn't catch the bit where he says she's a warlock would just never think that she is because it's yeah. not played like that. And, but I think that also comes down to us not having preset alignments we, we've never done preset alignments because i think they're stupid no I, don't, no I don't get the point in restricting a player by the race i mean firstly saying that a race has a preset alignment is touching on stereotypes yes they they have thankfully <laughs> uh amended that exactly although, but even so well i tried to know. play i tried to play white bane as a sort of slightly more evil character in the because he, he the whole point of white bane originally was that he seemed to be a, an avuncular old chap, but he was actually a lot younger and actually a warlock, which you couldn't tell because he didn't look like one. And he was also much more evil. But he wasn't but evil. As, no, but he was. But he was going to be. That was the idea. He was going to be sort of like the, you know, the the traitor in the party kind of thing. But quite quickly, I decided that it's not going to work because you, you can't have a party-based game really where, one of the, where nobody trusts one of the characters. Because you never get anywhere, and yet none of you trust White Bane anyway. <laughs> and yet, no, exactly, and, and that, yet and terrorists exist where none of you trust each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. is at the beginning, so it doesn't count. But that was the thing about White Bane too. Uh... So I, because I had him. Remember, he stole some money and then he gave it back. He stole a thousand gold or something from a, when the uh, we burned down a house. One of the many houses I accidentally burnt down. That was like halfway fault. through. That wasn't in the beginning. Yeah, but he stole the money. But by that time, I was thinking, that, that, at that point in the in the progression of the character, I was like, you ought to be doing more sort of uh, sort of uh, underhanded things, really, because that's the whole point. And I did it, and then I thought, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work with the character. Firstly, it didn't work with the characters, how it, how, it, how it was developing anyway. And secondly, it was like, I don't want to be faffing around. And we would have killed sort you. Of, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was probably a high fireball. <laughs> you most like, certainly had fireball. I had fireball. I've never killed anybody on purpose with fireball. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I did. The only person I ever killed with fireball, I think, was Simon's character. <laughs> no, no, that, that was fireball. That was hellish rebuke. Hellish rebuke, and it was and it was retcon because we didn't want to first episode kill a PC. <laughs> uh, you did kill a whole tavern full of people with a fireball. I did. With, no, I didn't that was with hellish rebuke. I didn't kill anybody. I blew up. The, no, I, that was. That was Hellish Rebuke. Rebuke as well. There yeah. was someone behind the bar who like threw something at you because you'd, you'd you'd really pissed them off, and then your Hellish Rebuke set off in front of an entire wall of alcohol uh, of brandy, and it just exploded. Cast. And I, I woke up in prison. I remember. <laughs> 
we were all ready to like leave you there as well. And there was that time <laughs> when uh, I I thought it'd be a good idea to fireball near a, a lake. Do you remember that? Yeah, the opalescent liquid. The opalescent that... liquid, and it and it turned it into basically a poison cloud, which was not. Well, yeah, that was again. I know uh, Joey went there for that. There was a lake where the 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 lake itself. If you drank it, I believe you went into a trance of some kind. I can't mm. remember the exact mechanics, but he fireballed next to the lake vaporized like a load of this stuff and just put it into the air so therefore they were just walking through inhaling <laughs> and it was it was some substance. and it had it, it, it if you breathe it if you the idea was if you touch the water uh or the liquid it uh, you got charmed and ended up going going to the water wouldn't come out but of course oh, yeah. now it couldn't get anywhere near the water because it had this cloud of bloody steam which had the same effect around it so it didn't work out to plan at all and then fireball I I, three times in that campaign, and every single time it hindered us it in went some way. Horrible. And yet, that, I burnt the entire moment. that mansion down. I burnt the entire mansion down. Because yeah, I thought oh, this is one time I can use fireball, and it's fine. Nope, set the whole and place yet, on. And yet, and yet, none of those moments were as evil as Flint point blank, blank point blank fly up. God, point blank fire blasting a dude in the face in a crater for no discernible reason other than because he did. But I, I remember that thing. I can't remember why he did you, that. You went to investigate a crater and there was a person sitting in it who was hurt, just like, help, please save me. And Flint decided to just point blank melt his face off and kill him. And I still, to this day, have no idea why you did that. I can't remember. You remember it now. What I, about the reason for it? What about the the lady that uh, had her that face wasn't melted? My fault. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that was a melted shit. She was shot, shot in the head. You got shot in the head. No, was, no, I'm talking about the person who was like on the opposing force of that, where he grabbed their face. And... Oh, that that was oh, that was in that, that was, was in the same fight. Yes, yeah, that was, was in the same fight. Yeah, because but that was because because. They'd shot the woman in the head. He was extremely upset about that, so he yeah. ended up torturing her to try to try and get her to. I was like, "Dude!" <laughs> so I, I did uh, burning hands while, while holding her head. Yes, this is one of the things. Like, and, the, and this, I think, part of being is what Alex was talking about about flavoring a bit more how you do stuff, and even incorporating it into spells and stuff works so well. Like, there, there's a meme that goes around every so often for of D and D where it's like. The player says something, and the DM's like, "Uh, I think that is a, I think that is a war crime." That kind of stuff. It, it's things like, <laughs> it's things like shoving someone, shoving coins into someone's mouth, and, and casting heat metal or something. Speaking of war <laughs> like, crimes, like all these like crazy stuff. But it is, there's nothing wrong with that being like the flavor, as long as you're happy with the mechanics of it, uh, like with the DM. But it's it's small stuff. We I did a lot of war crimes in the first half of oh, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there were a lot of war crimes. Was it, was he to the, the, the doctor? The doctor yes, who, uh, that's what I was thinking yeah. of, waterboarding the the alchemist who was being a shithead. That's right. And then, yeah. then yeah, killing the doctor and tearing him to pieces. Yeah. No, the... <laughs> what you were saying, that like putting coins in a mouth and burning hands, it, it really depends on, and I know none of you guys ever do this, but like it really depends on how it's approached. Because there's two different ways you can say to the DM, this is a thing I should be able to do. There's one that makes the DM go, oh, that's pretty cool. I like it. Let's go ahead. Even if it's sadistic, like you can have fun, like forcing someone to drink a bunch of liquid or whatever, or coins in a mouth and burning hands. And then there's the other side that makes the DM go, 
I mean, I guess technically, yes, you can do that. And it just like ruins the experience for everyone, which I know you guys don't mm -hmm. do because that's just boring. But like, that's where you get into the 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 danger zone of opening up to yeah. just creativity exactly. when you have someone who wants to ruin creativity for their own t to win D D. Who were the ones that were doing the waterboarding? Was that Flint and Alfie? It was Elsie was, was doing it. Yeah. And Flint was, was, was there. And he was like not certain whether he should stop it or not. Yeah. Yeah, he was very like uh, Elsie was losing her mind at that point. Yeah, and Etchin Unit were just like, well, I guess we'll wait in the doctor's office here. You were there, were you? That's right, you were there. And then was hurt or was asleep, and you were trying to find out how or why. And Elsie just she snapped. Yeah, I still remember accidentally removing her like. Lycanthropy or something without even realizing that she had. I used to remove curse, and I and I think I said, Oh, and you know, by the way, not thinking anything of it, I was like, Oh, this removes all curses on you. So if you had any other curses, they're gone. And and I think, and now she was just like, It does. I think I was like, Oh, and I over to her, and she was like, Uh huh, and I was like, Yeah, okay. And that, that was a funny little thing. I mean, to be well, honest, we, it, we it, never it was tweaked. It was a curse. Every stupid. It was because of her world magic cursed herself into being a werewolf, which was fun. Yes. It connected her to, to Velka uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was the reason, like, that whole story plot of her. Spoilers. Uh, if you haven't listened to C2, skip over yeah, a little Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go back and just do it uh, now. Then come back to this point. Okay, you're right, Dad, and all that kind of stuff. But, like, um, hi, welcome back. When it, when it disappeared, <laughs> it was like, you know, um, I think it. Yeah, that was had, funny. that was funny when you said yeah, that. I mean, was, all this, this collective penny dropped. Oh, it curse! Yeah, <laughs> it, it had done what it was meant to do. Her being a werewolf, and Purdy, because Purdy doesn't like to get super complex, wasn't really using it for anything, and it didn't expand. So I was happy for it to go away and just not be like a worry anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was quite confusing. Although it was, like... it, it was still there when we met that doctor. <laughs> yes. It did. It yeah. did something like her health like doubled or something. She had some kind of health penalty. I'm yeah, sure. She, I'm sure she said she, something about. She like, also had her health or her constitution decreased. I think. That's right. right. I don't again, think that was. Magic. I think that was a different curse. Yeah, <laughs> it was another okay. curse, but the same. Yeah, it was the curse again. that you were trying to remove, which yeah. then also the, the one I was trying to remove was goat legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Which Ray took great <laughs> offense to. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think if I remember rightly, you spent most of the time around that, uh, that period walking around as a giant butt with legs. No, that was that was when Ray no. was introduced as a joke, being like, "Hey, look what I can do." Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, dear, oh dear, oh dear! Never will we again have a character transform into a butt with legs. Well, I mean, I guess I'll never say never. Well, exactly, you never can tell. No. <clears throat> Strangelings that was, that was indeed. Yes, Strangelings. Yeah, like Where did the name Strangelings come from? Purdy. What? What is it? Paid? Is it Purdy? I, I honestly don't remember. I, I, I was brought in uh, prior to it being the Strangelings because Alex specifically said to me, "If you can get them to." come up with like a team name then please do because they yes. are just refusing to so i think i i think i just kept saying 
so what do you what do you what do you like call yourselves? <laughs> and I think that yeah, uh, maybe that's when I can't remember my stream keys there. I think Purdy Purdy was I think Purdy was trying to say something like, "Well, we're all pretty strangeling," and then we <laughs> yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, it works works very well. I I came up with uh, we get better because because I kept somebody got somebody died. That's how I will get better. Yeah. We currently better. currently you guys are now the Vey Lunatics, though I'm not sure if that'll stick. <laughs> Probably not. It does seem very um, early college name yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's good it's, it's good not, for it's a, not an adventure it's, party <laughs> exactly it's good for a sort of uh uh because i missed the last uh, c3 night i was gonna say it's yes. good for a uh, team name at uni i missed the uh robot fight more that yes i, I do, didn't get to find out I, I, do still don't know. Thing. I still don't know what that um we picked up some kind of um shield very cool no 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 you'll find out i didn't hear that out joe which is just because he's not refusing to tell me I just, I just like it to be fun out in RP. I have just thought of something though. Uh, gel, one planet, yes. two suns, no moons. Yes. Yeah. Where did the word lunatics come from on a planet with no <laughs> moons? Ah, uh, the second uh, sun is called Luna. <laughs> the first sun is called Sol, and the second moon is called Luna. That's the point, actually. The, the suns have never been named. I've never named. Sol and Luna, there you go. And then there's the rainbow belt. But uh, that's the sort of thing where you don't think about it too much because maybe it should be maybe maybe we should have been the rain lunatics then because there's a rain because there's the answer to your question there's rainbow belt but no moon the answer to your question is for podcast uh, media it is being translated from common to uh, English uh, that's and it's the closest relation to the word that would be mm, yes. uh, like lunatics is. You know, like crazy or whatever it would be. So it's just transferring over to, into, into yeah. English. Yeah, we're constantly people. automatically translating it in, in yeah. our brains the, uh, for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah, this is what in takes fact, all we're, of our we're time. We're speaking, we're speaking Carmanthian right now. Or yeah, whatever yeah. The, the Veluna City crazies doesn't have <laughs> yeah. quite the same <laughs> ring to it, like like we were like the New York Mets or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer that you were, it's either Common or Carolyn is what they would speak in Veluna. I just don't remember off the top of my head, okay? Yeah, because, you yeah, know, it's, sure. like, literally tattooed on my arm. Yeah. Still there as well. Yeah. So, anyway, so, uh, when I've kept my new character, so I'm sure I should be going for a, uh, what's a, what's a Sinite? Sinite? Sinite. That's what Purdy is playing right now. In Terrace. And then... You, you, so you want to do a cyanite whilst you're um, how do you spell so not eating it's certain cy food? It's cy d s i. Oh, a cyanite. Oh, yes. I see. You want to be a cyanite whilst you're also not eating certain foods, so you can be a silent knight. No. <laughs> hey. uh, oh, good gracious! Yes. I'm pretty sure it's called cyanite. It could yeah, be yeah. Like cy warrior. I think cy warrior. Cyanite. Cyanite. The ND fifth edition. Okay. Cy warriors. Yeah. Is that the official? Yeah. I really, really, soon. really want to play an armor artificer. I was, I was toying with the idea of, of an artificer, but I can't say it. So. I have played, I have played an artificer before, uh, for a little bit. Um, You're currently playing a campaign. Yes, no, but I, I played a <laughs> battlesmith before because I, because I said about I try not to repeat them. I did play a battlesmith for a little while. That's the one where I was a kobold from the Dan Underdark with the kangaroo. Nice, um, of course, yeah. I remember that. One. Yeah, yeah. It's the only time I've ever taken the jump spell. I always had it prepared. It That's great. Beautiful. 
It came in handy once. Uh... <laughs> I'm enjoying your unhinged fairy with a machine gun. That's fun. <laughs> I'm I'm loving the relationship between Phenoglius and Dennis, which it's it has very good. Yeah. Dennis. But just, but just the 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 interactions between the two of them is is just wild. I love it. He needs to open up. He needs to feel his feelings and tell us about you know his time as a warrior from an ancient civilization. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, if yeah. you can get out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be Before very surprised if he could. Before Finoglis puts him in a cage and experiments on him. That <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I mean, you're going to a city with some tarot offices, so they've probably got the resources. Yeah. Just trick him into a just trick him into walking into a cell or a, yeah, like you, a, still, you still got spinal fluid that can be extracted, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh roll a D twenty. If if you <laughs> if you get below a ten then you don't have any more spinal fluid. Where's my twenty in this new set? I think that's the twenty. Is this one of the ones that you can't read? <laughs> no no, this is this is the this is the liquid core. Fifteen. You got spinal fluid. You, Congratulations. You have spinal yeah. fluid. Oh, no way. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what I can make with I that. Mean, you have to try and trick the charisma main of the group. So, Remind me what his uh, intelligence is again, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's 11. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe less. I don't yeah. know. And do, does Finoglis have to trick Dennis or do I have to trick you? <laughs> <laughs> But then, then it's a battle of our minds, and that's like two legends on a chessboard. Yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna go well. I'm so excited for you guys to get to this new city. It's gonna be a great time. I've only got to wait a week. Yep. I've got to wait a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only a week. Have so much fun. We've got to wait till next year, guys. Ha 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 For clarification, this has been recorded on the 31st. Yes. <laughs> this, yes. will be released, this will be released on Monday, which is the second. So. Also, yeah. Joe, we, that... should, we should talk more backstory for Pinoglius, because I think I have the least stuff um, written for you. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I, will, I will have a think on all of his dark secrets <laughs> and... Um... There is a chance. There is a chance that this city may be where he studied, because the there's a university there, and one of their special specialities is artificery. Hey, I'm sure. Let's, that works. let's not get into the <coughs> That's my territory. Okay. You guys aren't going there. There's just one that exists. No, I, I have put a uh, copyright on universities. <laughs> no school anywhere except one planet with two suns, no moons, and the Vey lunatics. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the university specializes in history, art, and artificery. I wouldn't ah. take artificery if you go about saying it. Art. I can say art. Art of history. Art of history, yes. Art of history. No. I was thinking right. all this talk of uh, dark secrets and backstories. I mean, my, most of my characters have had pretty good backstories. I quite enjoy doing the backstories. But I'm... I'm I really enjoy your I really enjoy your character backstory. I'm I'm currently working on uh, that that stuff. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. I, I uh, for I'm thinking I, I'm thinking I need to write another chapter there for um for, for Cal because he's he's just he's just too not much mysterious enough. I, 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 there's nothing. There's no. But I've got to put I've got to put something in there in these <laughs> backstories. <laughs> um, 
I'm looking forward to what's killed his Dennis best friend because yes. with Dennis, I came up with a bunch of stuff and then said to Rowan, "I do whatever the hell you want with it." I said, "I I don't care what happens as long I'm as I'm having get a lot like, of fun fun with the character." <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but I know it's going to be. Um, it's going to be unhinged and it's going to be wild and I think it's going to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> Yours is going to have to be such a slow burn, but I'm I'm yep. having fun writing it. Yep, just don't kill me. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not sure I could if I tried. <laughs> That's not true. I know oh, I could. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I could snap and kill you. So, and uh, as we snap. Is there any? Is there anything else? Like, I want to avoid us like going for another three hours of just rambling on. Like, is there anything that hasn't been brought up that people wanted to bring up? No, I it's almost time for on. the Jellybug Festival. What the heck is a Jellybug Festival? <clears throat> You've this seen the Jellybug. Our, this was our birthday thing, I think. But, yeah. but you you had us write it somewhere. I, I, I've got it somewhere. Right. Maybe yes, because uh, because Taris now has four moons, all with cycles and. And I've been and I've been working and... on creating a bunch of unique animals to Terrace as well. Oh, there's a fun one actually. In terms of unique animals, I have yeah. pseudo pseudo employed. Well, you don't know what I'm going to say. I have pseudo employed Sarah to make uh, animals for Gel. Wow. <laughs> so rude. You may see some of them crop up in the future. Yeah. Why is that rude? Because Sarah has university training in how to make them make sense, and I'm just guessing. <laughs> she does have a degree in biology, yes, yeah. But... <laughs> no, yeah, so we see some interesting things coming up. Joe, um, what are your thoughts right now? You're doing the thing where you're I'm, like... I'm trying to... I'm sure that there was a question that I had, and I just don't remember what it is. <laughs> was it about the jelly bugs? Because you switched the face when I said the jelly bug festival's coming up. No, it was when Alex said... Uh... Do we have anything else? I'm sure there was something else, but I just don't remember what it is. I do have one question. Why do the micro builds on the shelf behind you, Joe, look like they're in grayscale? Because <laughs> it's uh, my the the camera picking up weird lighting, and they're in the shadow of my lamp. Yeah, but like it's the Pixar it's, lamp. It's completely. It's not about the shadow though. They've just gone grayscale. There's like zero color in them. Mm. Well, that that wall behind them is is in fact a dark grey, uh, yeah, and then they are in shadow and not they're far that's away weird. and not incredibly bright. bright. Lights bright. doing weird stuff. They're quite yeah, far my, away though. My thought is more about the the very interesting hairstyle that Joe has if he sits in the right position. The crown, yes, yeah, it's it, I do it does suit you actually definitely it's good right using my little ear things i'm going to <laughs> cut us off there it has been an right, excellent yeah. year thank yeah, you yeah, yeah, there's brilliant, more fun yeah. stuff coming up in the future um if anyone made it this far of course you yeah. know right. uh what uh, <laughs> what switch channel will uh will that be on the fun stuff let's let's tune into that <laughs> yeah that does sound like a good idea um no it'll be interesting stuff coming up i'm sure um i look forward to it taris coming up next um and i believe there's only one thing. The final of the year. The last one of the year. Let's make Happy it the most awkward of all Yes. Happy New Happy Year, Happy 2023. Uh, yep, hope this Happy one's better than 22. Yeah. I said that last year and the year before. Awkwardly waving. And at some point it will stop. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to keep it going forever. Ha 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 ha!
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dicebreakers. Thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio and Nicholas Judy for the use of their music in the episode. And a big thanks to you for listening. If you prefer to see us live, don't forget to follow us on Twitch or Glimish at Dicebreakers D&D. Or if you want to watch us at your own pace, consider subscribing to us on YouTube. Don't forget to come back next week to see what the characters get up to in the next part of this epic adventure. I'll see you then. <laughs>